We're gonna talk about things We're gonna talk about stuff We're gonna talk about things and stuff And have opinions It's never been done before Hey buddy Hey, what's up? So, have you ever thought that you were doing something genius and then once you got to the end of the thought after like a couple of minutes you realized it was like the most obvious shit ever yes yeah pretty much every day awesome dope yeah i i was so i I took most of today off um from work i i didn't get any sleep last night but uh so i wasn't like doing work stuff i was just kind of sitting around trying to sleep and, and trying to kind of come down and I have a I have a new employee starting on Monday that's going to be working on my team, and we we were talking and I don't know how it came up but I have so I have sour cream and onion Pringles on my desk, and and I and I I, I tried to do the thing of like I'm going to make a pun out of this thing here it's like no it's not it's not sour cream and onion it's it's sour cream and funyun and then I and then I realized funyuns are already a thing. You should have just. Sounded, you should have called it sour cream and punion. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that would hurt me physically. That would have gone better. Yeah, that would have gone better. At least it's not like I'm just sitting here going like it's sour Cheeto and and Dorito. I don't. I don't know. That would be I, kind I'm of terrifying to open a Pringles tube and just funions roll out. You know, I I've been Maybe. sitting on that anecdote for a few hours now. I I hadn't actually pictured the Funyuns until Maybe. just now. Maybe terrifying is not the correct word, but disconcerting certainly. Yeah, I mean, I think we're just so conditioned that that the food in the tennis ball tube is a Pringle, and then when it's something else, it's right. just it's just unsettling. That is it, the. It's like that's got to be the most interesting ship uh, storage container. I think it's definitely the most, like, iconic. Like, everything else is just bag, bag with air. Like, rip-off bag with nitrogen taking up 90% of the fucking container. Are there any other, like, chips that come in other containers other than those two? I I, I guess there's, like, crackers that come in, like, different style bags. Yeah, like, Ritz come in sleeves and saltines come in these weird square sleeves, I guess. I don't know if there's any sort of engineering that went into making those rectangular. Probably. That that was probably a marketing thing, and then they went to whoever does the engineering cooking, and we're just like, we want squares, perfect squares, but with, like, the, the phrase at the end. It reminds me, like, so... Somebody was paid an exorbitant amount of money for this design. So Wendy's. Uh-huh. So Wendy's makes square hamburgers. Right. I, I've never understood. Are they are they making are they cooking them like circles I... and then cutting them into squares? Because you can't cook a square. No, it's when you when you form the patty. Well, yeah, no, like I when mean, you, you pack can form. It. Okay. Yeah, when you like pack the ground beef. Uh huh. You just pack it into a square as opposed to a circle. But like, I, I assume... does, does it does it not cook evenly? I I would think it wouldn't cook evenly. I don't cook uh... anything. No, because if you cook it, uh, if you cook it on a flat top, even on a grill, I think it would be fine. But like, I, I assume they probably have like a square like cookie cutter that they just shove the ground beef into, and then, uh, you could you could probably just freeze them like that. 
Mm. Well, well Wendy's is fresh, never frozen. You know this. Ah, uh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you just you just like hard pack uh, ground beef into a square, they probably like I said, they probably have like a cookie cutter thing that they yeah. just shove it into, and then it just pops out square patties. Because um, like, I, I I was kind of thinking like like maybe they cook them in circles and then and then they cut them in the squares after they're cooked and then that's where the meat for the chili comes from because <laughs> uh, like, like like no one else that. no I, one I, else has the chili everyone else is just the burger meat but then you couldn't you could that would be that would be another step because then you have to balance like how many patties you sell versus how much chili you make and like have to yeah. have the, the that's like a whole logisticals problem that's true like if you have a day where where it's like you're you're in i don't know i'm trying to think of a town that eats a lot of chili uh what who invented the chili <laughs> wiener schnitzel where did wiener schnitzel you're say right. you're in germany i don't know and <laughs> this this okay i have a better one because this is okay. an actual real life thing okay so in a bar i used to work at a barbecue restaurant and when you make yes. brisket when you're done cutting the brisket like the from the like haunch or whatever it's from mm-hmm. uh the ends of that piece you cut up and you make um uh barbecue tips or we call them burnt ends and then you you cut them up and then you like smoke them and then it's like a it's like a different cut of meat but so those are really a really popular item but our stock of them like how many we could serve how many orders we could make throughout the day was dependent on how much brisket we were cooking yeah because we weren't we weren't just like cutting off those end pieces before we were making the brisket and then to make burnt ends we would make the brisket and then with that leftover that's what you make burnt ends with could you sacrifice the whole brisket to get a ton of burnt ends? I uh, no, because it's or does um, it logistically not work? Uh, no, it's it's like the section of meat. Gotcha. Because uh, otherwise we would have just done that because the burnt ends were fucking super popular. But I think it's the section of the cow. Uh, it's probably like fattier and more tender that area mm. on the end of I forget what section of the cow it's from, but yeah, it's specifically the end of that like bone or something. Well, as with most things, my only experience with this kind of deal is King of the Hill, the the Fox animated series. Right. Where there was a, a crazy man that ran a pork processing plant that had done biological engineering to a pig to turn him into like 90% some kind of specific cut or something. And they were like perfectly spherical. And he was promising like, you can eat him with a spoon. And I'm pretty sure he dies on like the pork processing like plant. To like, like, like at the end of the episode, the... is that the one where he yeah. falls? He falls into the machine. Yeah, like, like he he think he thinks he's one. the pig. He he thinks he's the pig from the advertisement from the company from fifty <laughs> years ago, and then he gets shocked on the processing plant, and he's like, "Oh wow, I can suddenly think clearly. What am I doing in a pig costume?" And then he gets murdered <laughs> by a processing machine. Oh yeah, and... I do remember that episode. Holy shit. And it's like, King of the Hill is 99% of the time just a typical sitcom, but it happens to be animated, and then that one becomes like a fucking like American Dad episode out of nowhere. Yeah. It's fucking Every bizarre. Every once in a while, the American Dad pokes through in uh, King of the Hill. Yeah, I mean, that dude made Beavis and Butthead, so he's got some yeah, weird in yeah. him. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I, that's why I really enjoy that show, is because it, like... 
while it is just an animated sitcom, it also isn't a sitcom. Like, yeah. there, there's never the turn and look at the audience moment that most sitcoms have, where they, like, you know, you either have the, the sitcom that has the, the pre-recorded audience where it's, like, you know, they try to get a laugh with, like, the lamest jokes, or the ones that don't, and they try to, like, hard steer into the awkward humor, and then they just, like, let a dumb joke hang for the sake of humor. And I hate both of those options and i think king of the hill like completely avoids both of those yeah i i i've i've always that the show's always held a very special place to me and i'm it's one of the few things from my childhood because like we we live in a world now where everything is getting rebooted um i think four reboots of shit was announced this last week of crap from when i was either like yeah. from five to 15 like clone high Ren and Stimpy for some ungodly reason. What the fuck? Why are um, we rebooting Ren and Stimpy? I have no fucking idea. Can you imagine like, Ren and Stimpy coming out in today's like cultural climate? I mean, they could try. They're gonna try. Apparently, I guess I mean, so. I, and I mean, I mean, Beavis and Butthead also is coming back again Weird. for the second Why? time. I I hate when they do this. I remember when they did uh, Netflix did Rocco's Modern Life. Oh yeah, that's um, right. They they released like a like a short movie, and it was bad. Like it was it was fucking awful. I was watching it. I was like, oh my god! Like this is supposed to be a pilot, and I I guess nothing came of it. Like they didn't reboot the series because I guess the movie was just so bad. I'm like, it just it doesn't work. Like because there's a bit of nostalgia and like. All of the things that you enjoyed from your childhood were created in a vacuum in that, like, perfect, like, era of when all of the things that you liked were from. And just recreating something is just, like, never a good idea. Mm-hmm. Unless it's, like, it, it's just, like, a one-to-one recreation where you just, like, make it slightly better via, like, technical means. Like, remastering a movie and just making it high def or, like, an old game where you just make it high def and that's it. Yeah, suck at Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, fuck uh, you. <laughs> that, 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 no, that's I mean, basically a different game. I give that one a pass. Yeah. No, I, I mean, like, like it's just, like, I still have a weakness for, like, like, there are still a bunch of old things that I would love to come back because my brain is still broken. I, I still crave it, even though when it, it, it's never, something's never come back and then, like, been totally satisfactory for me. Um, I, I've never, I'm trying to remember if anything has come back. Like, like Ad- Arrested Development was kind of the biggest one, mm-hmm. um, where like it came back supposedly in full force and then it was just, it never clicked. I mean, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything. I, I mean, I was a huge proponent of doing more with Star Wars and then <laughs> when Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney and they were like, do you want 800 episodes of the Clone Wars? Also as a spin-off series of the clone wars i was like no i don't want either of those things so like how about a how about a sequel trilogy and i'm like i might go for that and then after watching the sequel trilogy i was like no you know what uh let's go back and then disney was like yeah we're gonna fire the uh the head of star wars and we're gonna bring george lucas in and we're going to retcon the sequel trilogy that we spent billions of dollars on did they really say they're retconning the sequel trilogy? That's the rumor that's been going around right now, uh, and it's it's getting a lot of traction. I think what they're probably doing is they don't have any plans, but they're kind of testing the waters with it. I kind of hope they do, and then 
You need to you need to give it to one like group that has like a united vision for what they want for the trilogy, and not just like give it to whoever's just fucking lying around. I, I definitely think that's a good idea. Like like trying to tie threads with with yeah. two with two authors that, or two directors that had vi- obviously very, very different visions, very different visions uh, like, of where like, this was going. If like, Ryan Johnson did all three movies, it probably would have been fine. And if um uh jj abrams had done all three movies it probably would have been fine but having jj abrams and then him being like okay no i'm not gonna do it and then they're like okay uh ryan johnson you do it you do the second one and then we'll find somebody else for the third realizing the second one wasn't really good in the context of what they wanted for the trilogy and then they scrambled to get jj abrams back who clearly didn't want to do it it does not equal good trilogy. Yeah. So I, I, the only like the only reason why I went down this rabbit hole was just like I, I still really want a lot of old shit to come back. There are a lot of old JRPGs that I would lo- like. If Xenosaga Four ever gets announced, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> but I, given what King of the Hill was for me when I was growing up, it was like King of the Hill was kind of like he's like my dad, but he's cool with me, huh? <laughs> Um, like he likes Bobby. Yeah, uh, I I do not need that show to come back in 2020. No, please don't reboot King of the Hill. We have King of the Hill. We could just watch King of the Hill and enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. That, I think I'm good. That's the best part about King of the Hill is there's a there's a great like conservative Southern charm to it that's not like overbearing and yeah. It, it flips back and forth between like which life lesson it's it's like focusing on and it doesn't like pick a side. It kind of shows like both sides of. It, it it shows growth on both sides. Yeah, exactly. Which, which I think is important distinction. Like like it's not to- it's not a totally neutral show, but it's also not gonna beat you over the head either way. Yeah, like I it, I, it... I like when shows can do that when they don't like you said beat you over the head with it when they can kind of like they can have a lesson and a story and like have growth of characters, but it doesn't feel cheap. Yeah, like, like Hank, Hank Hill was never gonna go from who he was to like a full blown socialist or nothing. Yeah, but like like over the first four seasons, he softens up a lot, and like it's actually interesting because, um, not Mike Judge, uh, one of the other guys, uh, he the guy that worked on The Office too. Um, I can't remember his name. Uh, anyway, like like he one of the creators of, of King of the Hill is on Office Ladies, um, the 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 office rewatch podcast thingy Mm -hmm. and he was talking about like yeah when i needed to make michael scott more likable in the office in season two i went back from our our time trying to make hank hill more likable in season two of king of the hill because he was kind of a stick in the mud that wasn't going to move or or budge until he kind of ran into the brick wall that was his son that refused to like kind of conform to what he was thinking about and hank doesn't go through any seismic shifts but like he 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 always he he's kind of like a um he, he becomes like empathetic in most regards like he he still kind of has his like you know he's the traditional like sort of southern uh dude who you know has those kind of uh morals and stuff but then he's always faced with like a difference of morals and then it's him like kind of dealing with it and they're never yeah. like ground shattering occasionally like serious things come up but like like you said, it's mostly, like, his son who just, like, doesn't want to, like, conform to, like, his ideals of society, and then he kind of has to, like, 
learn to accept that like there's the um the episode where bobby gets like super into like rose cutting or something i can't remember yeah and then he's just like this is not anything that i know anything about but my son's really into it so i'm gonna i'm gonna do my best to support him and you know yeah no, no like, like he he has it most well not everyone in that show because there are some characters that do not have a moral compass and that's part of why they're there and and they're like dale gribble is kind of a monster yeah but i love him like but like i'm not expecting him to be he's a also good he's dude. not like a bad dude like he's he, not he's he's but... the crazy like conspiracy theorist um and you he's probably a little like like there's something going on mentally with him but like he's a good dude deep down he has those moments but yeah yeah it's just like like hank hill and and most of the characters have a really solid empathetic foundation and it's just it it is portrayed as like look they have lived this life for 40 years and when they get something new it takes time to digest they're not it's not it's not good versus evil you know it's people um but uh which hey that's probably there are parts of that that could probably be super resident now but i just man i just get i would yeah, just that's be very problem. nervous well that's the thing uh, like can you recapture that lightning in a bottle or like does it come back and it completely misses the mark like it 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 doesn't hit the same sort of notes and the sort of like themes and objectives that the original did yeah I think that would be a very hard needle to thread yeah. in this day. And and King of the Hill, even in the later seasons, became a syndicated thing that wasn't really about that as much. So, like, if it came back and was just that, I, I, dev- I don't think I need more of that. It's yeah, like, ah, yeah. you did that for six years. You're, I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. Um, we should probably at some point do a deep dive on the theory that Dale knows that Nancy cheated on him and Joseph's not his son. <laughs> But he's just pretending to be crazy. Oh god! Because because if he blows it up, he knows he's not going to see his kid. Oh, that's it, really it. That's really sad. And then the other theory that Bill is actually Bobby's father because of the it's that an urethra. It doesn't make sense. That one but, I haven't heard. Yeah, no, but Bobby doesn't look anything like fucking Hank, which he actually does. If you, uh, like, yeah, it, I mean, he he does if you kind of like mess with it and consider that Bobby's heavy set and Hank isn't, but. Uh, and he uh, looks Hank, a lot Hank's like Cotton. Like, Hank, Hank's so. got like the the average dad bod sort of thing. Yeah, um, yeah. And Bobby's just kind of big, but then but Bobby does look a lot like Cotton, Hank's father. Oh so yeah, that kind of blows it out of the water. Unless Cotton is actually Bill's father. Oh shit, which makes no sense because he I, was, he was raised in Louisiana. I don't but know. Whatever. I don't know if I'm ready to go down the rabbit hole that is uh, <laughs> King of the Hill fan theories. Oh yeah, no. Get... There's there's some weird <laughs> shit in there. Um, most like, like those are the two ones that are like you could at least have a fun conversation yeah, about. Yeah, those yeah. are those are the Star Wars YouTube theories I used to fucking spam at you <laughs> and you and Chris all the time. It's like oh, those are God. the ones that can be substantiated to that level. Right. And then there's other stuff that's like Peggy is actually a super genius. Um, but she got a head injury when she fell out of the plane <laughs> oh, in yeah. season three. Oh, I've heard that one too. Or, or like she died, and then everything after that is like her afterlife or something. Yeah, and like like there's a moment when she's rocking the baby with her foot, where it's like the, the screen flashes in such a way that's like that was actually the last moment of her life, and we're doing a Roseanne, but instead of the last episode, it's the last seven years of the show. 
and then Roseanne came back, but whatever. Oh yeah. Um, was like... <laughs> yeah. Um, we should probably stop talking about sitcoms from the two thousands. What have you been doing? Um, I I, oh, fuck, I did a really stupid thing right before fucking starting the podcast. <laughs> what is that? Uh, so I've been I've been painting uh, Warhammer miniatures, and my paint brushes were getting kind of dirty, so I have like cleaner that you soak them in. Mm-hmm. And so I put the you have to soak them for like twelve to twenty four hours depending. So I put them in the the put them in the cup with some liquid, and then I set them on the table, and then I was just doing my thing. And I went back in there after a couple hours, and I forgot you weren't supposed to put the cleaner in plastic. Ooh, so the plastic cup melted to the table. Yeah, and the plastic yeah, melted into my brushes. Yeah. That ruined all my brushes. I, that'll happen. Yeah. Uh, that, that's happened to everybody. I, yeah, I, I, it's, it's cleaner I've used before too. I just hadn't used it in a long time and I had plastic cups because I just keep like a sleeve of them because I go through those things. I go through plastic cups and paper towels like fucking crazy. Um, yeah, I, God, if they were my synthetic brushes, I wouldn't have given a fuck. I would have just thrown them away. I, oh, I, were these I, like super fine ones? Yeah, so these or? were uh, Kolinsky Sable, which are like hair from a fucking Russian we- weasel. Is this the, the, the Patreon guy that you follow? Uh, no, 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 no. I haven't gotten ago? those. I haven't gotten those yet. Okay. But he, that's like the same, the same hair. So apparently this fucking weasel that grows, that lives in the fucking wilds of Russia uh, has like the greatest tail hair for paintbrushes. And I know this sounds fucking stupid to anyone who doesn't paint, but using a thin- synthetic brush head and these is like night and day. It's 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 fucking inc- like insane, uh, like how how much better these are. So yeah, I ruined like sixty dollars of brushes and then fucking ate through the varnish on the table in like a giant chunk. <laughs> so now I'm just sad because whenever you do something stupid and you ruin something, you're just sad for like the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it sucks. But yeah, so now I got to order some more paint brushes and then hopefully I get the uh, the Patreon ones soon. I It probably won't be for a couple months, I would imagine. But, but yeah, before that, uh, everything was going great. I had been painting stuff and it was going really well and I got super excited to get back into painting miniatures and then that happened that really sucks yeah. when, when there there's like a when, when there's like a hair in, in the in the cake or whatever i'm really tired there's a, there's a wrench in the the cog there machine. it is there's a there's a yeah. there's poo in the saskitty <laughs> Yeah, there's there's poo, there's poo in the spaghetti, and you really want to eat spaghetti, but you can't because there's poo yeah. in the spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like I was eating spaghetti for four days, and and now my my momentum is just shot because yeah, I yeah, all the I momentum I had for for painting is like shot right now because I have um I have all my synthetic brushes that I can use, but it's like it's not the same. So I'm gonna do like a couple things that I can do with like because uh, there's a couple things that i don't use the hair brushes for because it ruins them faster so i can use the synthetic brushes for those because it doesn't matter because I, I i beat those up anyways because they're only like a couple bucks each as opposed to like 15 or 20 dollars each mm. um 
again, everyone's like, oh my god, why would you pay so much fucking money for a fucking paintbrush? Trust me, it's 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 fucking night and day. It's amazing. I I was a I was a non-believer too for many years, and then on a whim, I decided to try it. And the first day that I used it, I was just like, oh my god, I will never go back to synthetic brushes. But yeah, so I'm just gonna take a break from painting for a little while and just. I have a bunch of models to put actually put together, so I'll do that. Um, but I got an airbrush set up, and that's with a compressor. Ah, we got a cut. I think I lost you, Davy. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Anyway, yeah, it took me 20 minutes to get my mic to reconnect. Oh, fuck, we need break music. Alright. Okay. So, brushes. Yeah. Uh, God damn it. Fuck, it sucks. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I've just been doing that, so I'm going to take a small break and just put models together and do what else I can. I, I ordered some new ones, but I don't know. They're they're coming from, like, different places and shit, so. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely good to just, uh, I've learned this kind of for work and for everything. Like, no matter how urgent or pressing something is, if you're running into a wall for some reason, just be willing to just drop it for a bit. Yeah. Like, like, like don't force it to happen, because it's going to turn out bad. Um... Which, it, it really sucks when that happens with, like, a big work thing that you got a deadline on, but it's just, you, it's you, it's part of, like, discipline. It's like, like you have to let it go, because it's just not going to work out. Yeah, you, as, as much as discipline is, like, doing something consistently in every day and, like, getting it done, it's also, yeah. also part of that is knowing when to take a break and when to, like, come back to it. Mm-hmm. Well, so... I, maybe I flailed my arms or something w- when I saw this, because I saw this thing, and then I was going to bring it up as like, hey, we got to jump in the news really quick, because something just upset me on Twitter, which, I mean, that, that always happens um, before the microphone cut out. But really quick, we'll ch- so, Shin Megami Tensei 3, the Nocturne, the HD remaster that, that is coming out on the Switch, we talked about that a few weeks ago. Yeah, is that the, like, is that Atlas? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Shin, Shin Megami Tensei is like the parent series to Persona. Yeah, I do remember. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> long story short, so when Nocturne, the third Shin Megami Tensei, came out on the PlayStation 2 in America, it had a very famous sticker on it. It had a sticker saying, featuring uh, Dante from the Devil May Cry series. Um, because you could get Dante as a playable character huh. in, in Shin Megami Tensei 3. So when they announced the HD re-release, they, um, in the trailer, they showed a character that replaced Dante in further releases, uh, Raido from uh, Devil Summoner, which is another Shin Megami Tensei series, kind of like Persona. Um, but they just announced that Dante is going to be in the Nocturne remaster, if you give them, let's see how many Uh, dollars, um, uh, if you give them 980 yen, so about 10 bucks. I fuck you, uh, man. What? The, oh, god damn it, Capcom! You've been doing so good. Uh, and and if you do it, it replaces Rido. Which like, why can't I just have uh, both? Um. Anyway, we're not. I don't want to jump in the news yet, but there's a little bit of news that I just it just made me angry, and I had to get it out. Fucking assholes. <sighs> That's companies like to make money. I, I get it. I. God damn. Uh, we're gonna talk about Marvel. 
Oh God, I don't know. <laughs> Let's let's we're not let's not get Indonesia. Yeah, that's um, a little that's a little preview. Fall Guys. Um, oh yeah, how'd you uh, how'd you like that? I've been playing a lot of Fall Guys. Everyone um, fucking loves Fall Guys. I am I am nervous that I'm gonna get way the fuck over it in like a week. That was kind of how I felt when I like watched it for the first time. I was like, this would be really fun for a while, but I could imagine getting bored of it after like a day or two. Yeah, for me, I, I, I'm not there yet. I, I So I'm winning probably every five or six games. Um, I've really? won, I think I've won ten to this point. Like getting um, first place? Yeah, getting first place. Holy shit. Um, I mean, I so the reason why it clicked for me was like, I love the idea of a battle royale. It's like, it, it, it's, a, it's the same kind of matchmaking kind of that you would have to do for a typical game, but it... Like if you lose, it's whatever. It's not a big deal. You can always write it off as like ah, there were ninety nine other people or fifty nine in this game. Like like it's fine. But if you win, it's the it's the biggest fucking rush on the planet. Right. And like the the problem for me was that I'm terrible at shooters. I always have been. I have really bad like vision. So like it, when I play mm-hmm. PUBG, I straight up cannot see the shit. Like when I play with friends, it's like oh, there's a sniper in the bushes. It's like no, there fucking isn't. And then I get shot. It's like oh, I guess there was. <laughs> Um, and, like, it's part of why I get shitty at the baseball game I play sometimes, because, like, you have, like, less than a second to decide where to swing, and my vision is bad, but, like, a battle royale that encapsulates the skills that I've developed on Mario 64 and Jack and Daxter for 20 years, like... Fair enough. Like, the spatial and situational awareness that you need to kind of adapt to the, the levels with, like, before it starts culling everything down... Like, the seesaw level that, like, every time I get into the seesaw level, I'm finishing it in, like, 40 seconds, and I have to wait, like, another minute and a half for everyone (laughs) to show up, just because you, like, part of it is, like, if you don't get through that map on the first try, basically the platforms stop working, because people just let them stay vertical, because no one's patient, like, everyone's so... there's a real mob mentality mentality to that game that I really enjoy, and I worry that that's going to go away once people optimize how to solve every course. Because they kind of... Like, most of the race-like courses, like, they're they're very static. And and at least as they're built right now, you can probably get a solution that's almost always going to get you, like, like, to qualify. I wonder how that holds up when everyone knows it, but... Yeah, there, there is a weird sort of community that I've seen crop up of people that are, like, now hardcore Fall Guys players, and that's really weird to me. Like, yeah, like you said, there's, like, somebody's gonna solve the course, because they're, they are very static. There's, I mean, there's a few RNG elements in a lot of them, but yeah, they, they, they do feel, the, the biggest RNG is the other players. Yeah. Yeah, and, and they're, like, the, the whirly gig level, the level with all the the little bars that are rotating in circles um, that just send bodies flying in every direction. That's probably my favorite level, because it's kind of the only level where the crazy randomness of, of all the players being in one spot hasn't been dithered out yet by people kind of solving it. Um, and just, like, you can make all your perfect jumps and your perfect routing, but a body can just come flying at you from any direction and <laughs> yeah. send you flying off the course. Mm. Um, and 
that's kind of the thing. Like, like ultimately, I feel like the worse I am at this game, the more fun I'm having. Like, I've had so like I've had a couple of games where like I I lose on either what feels like physics bullshit or what is physics bullshit of like just there were ten people trying to cram into one hole and we didn't all make it or a dude grabbed me and managed to like weirdly suplex me and <laughs> steal my tail yeah. and, and I. This game's magic for me so far has been like every time that happens, I just smile and laugh and go like, "Well, fuck, that sucked," and like just kind of accept it because it, it, of it, what this thing is. It's definitely wrapped in sort of a cute and colorful wrapping paper, whereas opposed to like when you die in PUBG, it's just a dude from China yelling at you and like teabagging <laughs> your corpse. Yeah, and you're in like some. You're in like a Russian Chernobyl like danger zone, and you're just dead on the ground. And you got shot by an M16, which is like, it's way more dark and stark. To you're this cute. You're basically sack boy from Little Big Planet, and you just got yeah. thrown off the edge of the map because some dude ran into a fucking propeller blade and launched himself into you, and you just the two of you just physicsed out of existence. It's definitely more uh, fun than getting shot and killed. Yeah, no, I, I, like, I I was like trying to figure out like how do I want to see this thing kind of evolve to, like, where do I want it to go? Do I want it to become hyper competitive? Which I feel like that is not the answer. No, definitely not. Um, or do they just take what they have, take some of the levels and like like the gate crash level where the gates are going up and down? Right now, it's at a totally static rate. And like you, like if you run that level enough times, you'll always know um, when the gate's going to be up and when the gates are going to be down. Do they just go in and and make that more random? And yeah, I don't see why not. Like, like just introduce more nonsense in there, just to because like the like I, I like to describe this thing as like a battle royale, Jack and Daxter, but really it, it's like a video game version of like MSX and those <laughs> yeah. like extreme challenge TV shows. Yeah, I've and, heard that comparison before. And just I, as much it like like as as annoying as it could feel, I guess for like the game to take wins away from you by being random, like that's the energy that I kind of feel like I wanted to capture. I, I feel like that's the energy that the game is going for. Um, but I feel like there's there's two directions you can go, and either way you're going to kind of, like, lose part of your player base. It's You can either, like, you can steer into the craziness and, like, introduce more RNG and make more levels that are just crazy and wacky, which I feel like would fit the aesthetic and the theme. And then the other one is you go the complete opposite direction and you go for esports, which please God don't do. Like maybe, I feel gross saying this, but like maybe bring out all the levels without randomness. Your, uh, the slime climb, and I guess there's a little bit of randomness in slime climb with the balls that that gets spit out of the gun, but yeah. in general it's a very static thing. Um, and, and of course the other players like. Sometimes players can just stand in a spot where everyone's got to jump and be a dick about it, which I I kind of love it. I don't know. There's there's an aspect of just like I I I've never been frustrated at this game. I've never gotten to the point where like a thing happened to me and I'm upset about it. It's mm-hmm. it's always fun and 
like I don't know. I, I hope it stays that way for me and other folks kind of feel that way too. I don't know, but like I can see them breaking out all the levels without any randomness and just going like, "This is the pro circuit." And yeah, like I, I think what you do instead of having like a like a hardcore esports competitive, you just have uh, you have open tournaments where you get like, um. Uh, like big twitch streamers and personalities that just like you know you get like a hundred of them or how how many players are on a a match Six, 60 yeah so you just get 60 really big streamers that want to take place in like an open tournament and then you just throw them in there and then you know maybe maybe they play like 10 10 matches or whatever depending on like yeah. how long you want it to go and then you just you you get 10 winners or whatever and then it's more about that's... it's more about the viewership and the like the experience than it is like who's the most like who's the best at this game because i don't think that's what this game is like trying to go for yeah i don't think so either and it's just kind of becomes a discourse online at all times of like i i mean and like i'm not not i'm not unproud of my ability to win consistently at fall guys but like I don't know, like, I don't want this thing to become a game where it's like, I'm a professional, I can beat this game every time, right. like, like that. I, I I want it to be that thing where I jump in, and like, if I win, it'll still feel great, but when I lose, I want it to be hilarious. I, I, I want it to be chaos, and I don't really care if it's fair. As long as, long as when I lose, it's stupid. Yeah. Th that's what I want. I, I, I think the way to capture that is just to keep introducing stupider and stupider levels that just have rng and craziness maybe not even necessarily rng because there's like the um like the log spin one um like that's pretty much static oh i guess what you do there like it's always consistently moving at the same rate but have like the layout change every time just have it yeah. like modulars that it can just change and then it becomes like okay can you adapt on the fly that's the whole point of that level yeah, and, and and I I think I don't know what like would this game have longer legs if it just had five times as many mini games you could jump through so none of them get optimized? Could you keep? Because I'm sure that they have a bunch of of levels that kind of didn't didn't make the cut. Yeah. Like even some of the levels that are in there, I actively dislike. Like that the the the. Uh, I think the one that everyone hates of like the there's fruit on the ground and, and fruit on the TV. You got to stand. Oh, on the you got to you got to stand on the one with yeah. the correct fruit. That the, one, the picture memory game. Yeah, that one's kind of lame compared to the rest of them. Um, like I really don't like that one. And um, all anything having to do with catching tails. It's like the one time where like I get <laughs> yeah. I get I I get a little upset when it's like that dude was way the fuck over there yeah, and he grabbed I, my tail. I That's that nonsense. Too. That was the biggest complaint people were having was if you have like bad ping, like people connecting from like China or something. You know they have like super crazy. So they would like they would like teleport and like they would like grab the air like ten feet behind them and then the tail would pop off and it's like what the fuck. But yeah, that because that one yeah that one is at the hands of like ping. So maybe you you get rid of those games and you put in some more. I, I I think that game at its highest is when you're running through like a an NMXC challenge, like you said. Yeah, and I mean, and like I've had, I've really enjoyed the. Uh, uh, there have been times where like I have the tail and a bunch of people are chasing me, and like I really enjoy that moment of like tr like it feels like a zombie game, and like they have the. 
the the jinxed mode where, where like it's kind of like a zombie mode where like like two people are dead at the start and then when you grab another player they become dead and then the the team with the with the last unjinxed person uh wins mm-hmm. like, like i, I kind of like that better than the the than the tales ones like if you're the last survivor it still feels chaotic and terrifying yeah. in the same way but um and it's the same mechanic as the tail, so I don't know why I don't feel like it's bullshit with the grabbing, but maybe I just haven't done it enough. It's probably just how it's set up, that it's it's more hectic and fun. Maybe. Yeah, there are definitely a lot more bodies in in that mode. Or a lot more bodies that are, like, against you or with you, because the, the, the team t- uh, tail tag is, like, four teams, and there's just a lot of bodies that are against you, and it, it never feels like you're... I don't know, like, it always feels like the stakes are pretty low. Like, if you lose your tail, you just get another tail, it's fine. Mm-hmm. But, uh, when you get Jinx, it's over, and then you gotta go find a fucker and end yeah. them. I, I think it's because it's binary as opposed to, like, you're struggling against the clock, it's just like, I'm alive, and then when you die, it's like, okay, now I have to change my mode of thought. So you have that, like, that hope. Like, you have that moment of despair when you get when you get jinxed, and it's like, okay, now I have to do this, and you have that, like, rising hope. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I got an outfit that was, uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I, so my top is that I'm a baseball man. Okay. I got, I got a red baseball cap and, like, a red jersey, and my bottom is, like, an aquarium. It's, like, I, it's, like, <laughs> transparent, and I got, like, fish living inside of me. <laughs> It's uh, it's, it's pretty dope. Nice. And, and like, and like, like it, it, it's taken off in a way that like KFC and Walmart are saying like, yeah, we wanna, we wanna have cosmetics and fall guys. Of it's course like, they I, do. Like, are are we gonna be saying like talking about fall guys? Like, is fall guys gonna take a bunch of ten cent money in like five days? And, Probably. And become Whenever... this monolith like like Fortnite that well, we just kind of talk about that when we talk about Marvel later because as a Verizon <laughs> as a Verizon customer uh, I can I can advertise for Verizon in that game. Oh God, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> what the? Oh. Oh God. Um, Let's get to we'll get to the news. Do, do you have were you, have you done anything else? I have a few more things I can talk about. Uh yeah, I, I did a few things. Um. I, I took a break from t- playing uh, Other Side this week just because there's a bunch of other stuff I wanted to play. Also, that game is emotionally heavy. Um, so I, I played uh, Fantasy Star Online 2 because it's free to play and it went to Steam. So I was oh, like, Oh, I didn't oh, know that. Cool. It's, it's on Steam and it's free to play. Like, I, I thought it was a buy in and I thought it was um, a paid monthly. They do have a paid uh, monthly fee, but um, it's they also have like a free a free version. So I was like, oh, I'll try the free version out. Like, I'm not doing anything. And um, I, I, I sat down and played it with Hannah maybe for, like, six hours or something in one sitting. It was really fun. Um, it's an old game, so it's not, like... Uh, it, it's a little unoptimized as far as MMOs go. Because, like, you, <laughs> even though it just came out, technically here... Yeah, it's no, like it's an eight-year-old old video game. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's wild. Um, I, I played the the original on the Xbox way back in the day because my buddies had it, and that was a lot of fun because you could play four player, you could play an MMO four, four player split screen, which was crazy back in the day, which 
Or maybe not crazy back then. It is crazy now to think about it because that would never happen. But I mean, back then it was just like because like when I I never played it, but I had friends that played PSO, the original PSO on the Dreamcast. Because like at least the Xbox had Xbox Live, and yeah. there was some expectation of online. It was like I'm playing a console video game on the fucking internet, dude. I, I had that moment. What was, the shit? That moment for me was going to my uh, my my buddy's house, Dom. Um, and he ran his his room was like down the hall from the computer room so he he bought like a really long ethernet cable and he ran it from so first he had to buy the little attachment that went on the back of your ps2 and then he he ran a cable from his computer room to his room plugged it in and then we got to play uh tribes on the ps2 online and it was the craziest thing yeah I I miss tribes. I I love tribes too. Same. For a while. Uh, I'm trying to remember which one that I played a bunch of. Uh, I played tri- tribes of vengeance. I played a shit ton of that. Is tribes dead? I feel like tribes, tribes is, dead. is dead. Um, they somebody had like a free to play one. A couple years back, and I think I tried it. I can't remember. I can't remember who did tribes. Tri- the the people that made tribes made something else. That got big and popular, and I can't remember what it is. Let's see. I'm googling it. Uh, but yeah, whatever, Pyro... whatever they made instead is what killed tribes. I don't remember. Paladins. Oh, <laughs> I don't think paladins is popular. Oh but, no. But high res made made paladins. That's right. I forgot they made. That's right. I forgot tribes was high res, and then they made paladins and smite. And uh, Battle Royale or whatever, Realm Royale. Oh, God, Hi-Rez. Hi-Rez, stop stealing shit. <laughs> please, please have an original thought. Whatever, man. Some At some point, I don't know if they're still around, um, but at some point they will make the VCR to the Betamax. They will actually crush it and... <laughs> Make and then the we'll best never tribes know. game ever. They'll, they'll do the Fortnite to the PUBG. Oh, God. Um... <laughs> Everyone's looking for the next Fortnite. Um, what was I talking? We were talking about internet. Oh, PSO two. <laughs> yes, we went off on a tangent. I, I, about I like PSO two too. Um, um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It's a little, uh, it's a little wonky because it's an eight year old game, but um, uh, I had a lot of fun running around. I, I had Hannah who knew a bunch about it, so I, I because getting into a new MMO is just like, what the fuck am I? Especially a new JMMO is insane getting into new yeah. ones and just like looking around like what the fuck am i doing but luckily she was just like okay come over here talk to this person which is what she does in every game that we play together it's great so i played a game that uh i it's i i was streaming it it's a game that's that been rec- yeah, yeah it's been recommended to me for over a year now like literally <laughs> I started streaming. We did our first two streams, me and Chris, available in Michigan, Report from Hell. And I think pretty much immediately my friend, uh, he goes by Popat in the chat. He's my buddy in real life. Um, he was like, hey, you should play this this point and click that I know. And I looked at it and I was like, it looks scary. And he was like, yeah, I know, but you should play it. Um, and and I, don't, I typically don't go for scary games. So it's just kind of sat in the back until about a month ago after I finished Deadly Premonition 2. Because I finished uh, Deadly Premonition 2 in the middle of a stream and I didn't want to stop. So 
I, I needed something to start that I knew I wasn't going to finish in one sitting, and uh, Franbo, which is like a five-year-old point-and-click um, uh, point-and-click adventure game from a developer whose name I will grab in a minute. Um, I played that and streamed it, and oh, man, I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, it was really cool. It's uh, It was developed and published by Kill Monday Games. They uh, also made a game called Misfortune. And they're working on a third game right now that I really hope doesn't get... Every time I think about a small company working on something, I get worried that just COVID is going to wipe them off the face of the earth. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, Franbo, it's... Uh, it is a very scary, at least for me, um, point-and-click adventure game. You play as, like, a 10-year-old girl named Fran, um, and you have these drugs that, that make you see crazy things, and uh, you're in an insane asylum, and it's, like, 1930 or something like that, and your parents were murdered m- mercilessly in front of your eyes, and you kind of go crazy from the revelation, and... Um, and it's just kind of Franbo's uh, like like journey through dealing with that trauma, and it I it was a very scary game, but I ended up kind of being immune to it a little bit because the character of Fran is so not. I mean, she is courageous, but I wouldn't like define her by how courageous she is. No, she just she's very like. She, it's like she actively refuses to acknowledge how fuck shit is sometimes. It's, yeah, it's like, that's a good way. Like of she's it. there's she, a word she's, for that. I'm I'm not sure what it is, but that's a good uh, way she's. Uh, yeah, I keep circling around the word, uh, but I can't. Quite, she's very defiant. It's yeah. just like she just kind of finds her way to her innocence in a lot of moments. She's, like she's she's the Alice character that when Alice is confronted by something weird, she goes like, "What? That's like she points out like how weird it is." Yeah. And that kind of um, um, negates it. And, and like, I, I really... She was a really fun kind of avatar to go through all these horrible things with. And, like, you know me, I love my Japanese curveballs. That game, I think, has... I either... Okay, I don't know how many Japanese curveball it has. It has anywhere from zero to four. It's like, <laughs> I... Was she actually dead? I don't know. Yeah. Is the ultra reality real? I'm pretty sure it is because the other games that those folks made made it. So I don't think it was all in her head, but just from the content you see in Franbo, it's like this could all just be in her head, or part of this could be in her head, or she could be dead, or like, like it's just a lot of shit happens. Yeah, there are five of, different uh, realities. There's a lot of esoteric and... sort of like unanswered questions that you kind of answer on your own and. It definitely is a game where the author, like she said in an interview, like like she, she wants you to fill in the gaps for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, like there are some things like, just based on how the game ends, it's kind of impossible for it to be a totally happy-go-lucky story. Like some bad shit definitely happened, but um, yeah. well, they... and it's not all in her head. It it can't be. Right. But they, I, uh, she other sets than the that, tone up perfectly in the beginning, like. When when a child witnesses her two her, both her parents being mercilessly murdered, like you know it's not going to be a happy story, but it does go in some weird, crazy, wacky directions. I yeah. uh, I, I I popped into your stream, uh, I think a little bit a little bit late, and you were you were on the beach 
I guess you had just gotten to the the crazy world or whatever, and Fran was a tree, and you were playing as the cat. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, what? What is this? Why is there a talking cat that's talking to a tree? Yeah, talking cat, talking with a tree. They go to find the king tree. Yeah, there's like the tree, who, the king tree, and his servant who are tree people. And I'm just like, what the fuck are you playing, Davy? And, and he takes you over to the, to like the never-ending story weirdo that that drowns in the muck, and, and that turns you into a like an actual tree girl. And he explains to you the five realities and. The fact that you're here means that the fourth reality can creep into the fifth, and then Framba goes, "That's confusing." Like, like just yeah. Her her responses like, like, what were just perfect because it would just be like that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I I kind of wish she had stayed tree Fran the entire time because that just like the just rigid straight tree with her like face just glued onto it was was hysterical. Yeah. No. When uh. There, there are some moments where, like, the, the sprite work doesn't quite jive with what's happening. Is like, Fran will just look annoyed as her cat, like, gets stabbed by yeah. a visage of her or something. It's like, okay, it just hasn't kicked in yet, but just in this moment, it looks like Fran is just completely over this shit. It's <laughs> Yeah. She had a couple good uh, facial animations. Especially yeah. the... the, the... The one that was, I am completely over this shit, was really well done, and it was used very, very well. But yeah, I, uh, I definitely have been thinking about that game, and that, like, 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 like the night after we, we beat it on stream, I thought about, I, I, I tried to work through my head of, like, exactly what I thought happened, and it had, it had a good sense of, like, it, I, it wasn't satisfying, but it wasn't unsatisfying either. It, it was like, it, it's not like they withheld an answer from you, which just kind of left it in a place where it could go in a few different ways. Yeah, they left it and, ambiguous. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know. I, I, it, that is, it's really easy for me to get frustrated with that. And, and part of me wonders if it's just like, I like these characters, so it's fun to think about them. Yeah. And if I don't like the characters, then. I just get frustrated, and it's like, ah, oh, just fucking tell me, Stephen King, you asshole. <laughs> tell me what fucking happened. Um, um, I, I, I know you don't know, but still. <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed the uh, uh, the tree people lands. Well, I guess it wasn't necessarily just tree people land. That that whole the I guess that was the fifth reality. Uh, I think it's the third, Etherska. Yeah, Etherska, whatever. whatever it was called. That that whole area. I, I was kind of hoping that the the game all took place in there because that whole area was really neat. But um, like it started and, and off like, really strong for me, and then like as you progressed, I liked it less and less. But it w- it never really like completely dropped off, except for like the very end. It got a really hectic. Yeah, I I so. As much as I like this game, I definitely am going to need a little bit of time until my next point-and-click game. <laughs> like, unless I have someone in my chat, like Hannah, that can just, like, immediately solve any puzzle. Right. It's like, like we, we had Popat in, in the chat for most of the game, like, who had already played the game, and was just like, what esoteric fucking logic am I supposed to use to pull this key out of this wallpaper, Popat? And he's like, yeah. I don't remember. There wasn't... And if, there wasn't anything that was like too outlandish, because yeah, certain... it's not it's not old school Sierra adventure game uh, logic. Yeah, where like, what was it, King's Quest, where you have to like 
there's a there's a point where you get like thrown in a dungeon and uh before that there's a, a side quest where you you rescue a rat and if you didn't do that the game is literally unbeatable and you get soft locked in that dungeon because the rat yeah. is supposed to like bring the key to spring you out and there's nothing that tells you that that's a thing is it a soft lock if that's intended? Because a lot of those old adventure games intended for you to get trapped. Uh, I mean, it's still a soft lock, but yeah. If it's I guess intended. so, yeah. Because uh, like a lot of those old adventure games, yeah, like like you said, like like the famous example I know of that I managed to finish following a guide strictly for literally every step was the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy test text adventure. Mm. Of just like you can you can bone yourself like nine different ways in that game that's... where it's just impossible to progress and you won't know for several hours uh-huh. that's thematically fitting though for hitchhikers it is and that that's a very old thing so it kind of fit in the moment but yeah it's yeah. just like like having to go through the cycle of like i know the key is in this wallpaper i have to get the key in this wallpaper and the game's kind of implying that I gotta move these items in the dollhouse where the wallpaper is around in order to get it to work. Yeah, but... so I thought that was gonna be like a like a puzzle where you have to like put them in the correct spots, but it was just move stuff out of the way and then like Yeah, yeah, you had to move it out of the way and then peel the wallpaper with by clicking on it and then cut and it. then use the knife. Yeah. Which like I used the knife immediately which and that didn't work. Wasn't really a puzzle, it was just use these things in the correct order. It yeah. wasn't like look at this dollhouse and see the items and then arrange them correctly, which would have been like an interesting puzzle. Yeah, well, and I am told that there actually is a puzzle in there for an Easter egg, hmm. but, um, but I I was not. By the time we got to that point, I was very uh, yeah, tired. It was towards the end of the stream. You were already over time. I was not down to explore that, and, and I don't know. Like some of that stuff can get tedious. Like it's just. If you're going to make a point-and-click game, and this game is five years old, so maybe it gets a little bit of leeway, but if you're going to make one now, like, for me, these games are useful as a vehicle to tell your story. Yeah. Tell me where everything is that I can interact with. If I get stuck, just have the character call out, I think I should use the knife on the dollhouse. Just, (laughs) Just come on. Just we and gotta get people we, don't we gotta like get that, have an option to turn off tips. That's all you. Need yeah, to do. no, totally. Like, like just th- th- give me tokens that I can that that pop up every five minutes <laughs> or something, and I can spend a token to just tell me where to go. Yeah. Like, fuck I, this. I know there's a there's a group of people that really like uh, point and click adventures with Moon Logic. Like people really like King's Quest and uh, Leisure Leisure Suit Larry and all those crazy Sierra games that just like. It, there's no way you could figure out the solution on your own if you're not just randomly clicking on things. Yeah, and and, and they should have that, and that's fine. That like, like I I got no beef with that, but just come on. Yeah. Ah. I I, uh, I I would like a little bit of a challenge and a point and click if I'm gonna play one. I don't want to play a walking simulator. Yeah, I mean, but not it's... necessarily Moon Logic. Like, most of the things that I got stuck on were chess... And there were a couple of things that were not the game's fault of, like, in, in Etherska, the, the the tree and vegetable land. Like, there's one mechanic where you can change the seasons from fall, winter, uh, summer, spring, and I just wasn't using it. And that's not my... That's not the game's fault. Like, like I was in the, I was in the library, and there was a dude that wouldn't let me use the ladder. And the answer was I just had to change the season to literally anything else, and I wasn't doing it, and... It's like Elder pointing at like, hey, press the button. Press the one the button you have. Button. 
Press the fucking button, Davey. You're Fuck. just completely ignoring the uh, the god powers that the game gave you. And like I was I was about to Google it, and Elder was like, "Just press the button. <laughs> press the button, Davey. Just do it." Um. But uh, no, I mean, ultimately, for me, those things are like, and like I I enjoyed some of the, like a lot of the puzzles and and, and putting stuff together, but. Just I don't want to get stuck for thirty minutes on this. It, yeah. it, it, it just kind of sputters. And like like if you have if you have to give it a shot, but then like after five minutes, the game's like, yeah, just use the typewriter to change the ritual. <laughs> it's fucking don't. Yeah, that's uh, I, that ties into our discussion time. with uh, uh, difficulty levels because that would be like the easy mode of a point and click, right? Where it just like it just tells you the answer after a couple minutes of you not getting it. mm Hmm. But if you want to play on hardcore puzzle point and clicker, there's no no hints, and if you do things out of order, you got to restart or some shit. Somebody out there wants to play that difficulty. Sure, yeah, you you have fun. I'll have my fun. Yeah, exactly. What what else have you been doing? Did you play anything else? Uh, yeah. So I played about four hours of Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh yeah, so that came that's out on the, a couple days ago. It's on Steam now. Now on the personal computer. Yeah. Um, uh, so I'll say say this is like a, a disclaimer. I I saw that the reviews were mixed, and I was like, "Huh, that's strange," because this game was very well received. Apparently, the PC port is really bad. Like everyone in the reviews is saying the game's fine, but like it crashes and it like doesn't maintain frame rate, and everyone's calling it a garbage port. Uh, I've had zero issues. It runs at a great frame rate. It doesn't chug. It chugs every once in a while when there's like you know like a really intensive scene and like the cutscenes are all in 24 FPS because you know they were all made that way. But I haven't had any crashes. Very very little frame rate drops and graphically it looks amazing. Like I can't remember when this game came out, but it came out fairly early on the PS4's uh, life cycle. Uh, it came out when Breath of the Wild did, whenever that was, and it looks gorgeous. Yeah, that was that was twenty seventeen. So yeah, so a few about years halfway. Ago. Yeah, yeah, it's it's still a gorgeous game. Like if this game came out yesterday, like as a brand new game, it would be fucking phenomenal. It looks great, um, and it controls really well. And now I'm left with a very serious question, a moral dilemma, really. Why do I love this game and fucking hate Assassin's Creed Odyssey? Because it's like the same thing right like it's a it's an open world rpg you know you have levels and it's like an action rpg well you're you're a student of history you know what happened in greece or whatever but you don't know what happened in the robot future <laughs> was, of america there was or whatever. not a dude being like hey i have an italiano accent <laughs> Uh, what? It's hey, me, the voice of Sonic the Hedgehog. Hey, Spartan, why don't you help me be a con man and get my 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 money back? Oh, there's a thousand wolves everywhere. Stab, why don't you go stab that dude in the neck? Okay, I stabbed that dude in the neck. Why did dude not die? Um, Gotta stab him thrice. This game came out before Odyssey. This This game is so much better, like... It does everything better. The The combat is really snappy. The dodge roll feels meaningful. It's really snappy. It dodges the second you press it. It doesn't feel weighty. It gives you invulnerability frames. And it actually moves you places. 
when you do melee combat, it feels really impactful. Like, there's a bit of a wind-up because you have this, like, big-ass spear. But, like, when you hit the monster, there's, like, a thunk and it feels really good. And then when you shoot with your bow, it feels really impactful because it, it hits the target and it staggers them. And, like, pieces of armor fly off. And just, like, when I do that in Odyssey, just, like the dude t-poses and then like falls over and it's like wait what and then like my character is like doing an animation like stabbing midair it's like wait i don't understand what's happening and then like when i go to dodge roll i like roll through a rock and i'm like this was a triple a studio with unlimited money that made this game you know three years after this other game came out and Horizon Zero Dawn is so much better. I think it's because it's made by Guerrilla. These are the people that made Kill Zone before, and they mm -hmm. pumped out like three or four Kill Zones. And they're um, I actually really enjoyed the Kill Zone games. Um, they were really good. And uh, this was their first foray into something different. So I feel like like it, you could tell this game was made with love. Like they made this game because they wanted to, not because um, they were you know working for a paycheck because ubisoft said hey we need to release another assassin's creed game because it's you know <laughs> it's another year so you can like as i'm playing this game i could just kind of feel the love that went into it i it still it still falls into some of like the open world tropes that i hate um but i think it's also the atmosphere like you were saying earlier like i can look at a history book and see exactly what happened during the age of spartans in greece but I fuck it. I don't know anything about magical tribal robot land. Let's go explore that place. Yeah. So yeah, I've been really enjoying it. Like I said, uh, it's a shame that people are having crashes and computer issues, but I've had zero computer port issues. It has been running smooth like butter. Yeah, no, it really. Uh, that game came out sandwiched between breath, or at least I. It, it came out sandwiched between when I was playing Breath of the Wild and Nier Automata. Yeah. Same I, And same I, I, I still haven't gone back to it. So It's I, unfortunate because it's a fantastic game, and so, so is Breath of the Wild and uh, Nier Automata. But it, it kind of got overshadowed by Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Which, I, I, I want to check it out. Um, I, would, I, I, I definitely want to check it out before the sequel. But yeah, that's what that was my idea. Is I because I never beat it. I got really far at it, and then the DLC came out, and I never went back and played it. So I'm gonna hopefully plow through it now, and then uh, when the sequel comes out, I can play it. But yeah, I really like it. It's super unique. I really love the world. It um, it sets up the hero's journey really well. The writing's very good. It just it, the world building is really really great. It has a v really diverse cast of characters that don't feel out of place. They actually have like meaning and stuff. It's really cool. I like it a lot. If you haven't played it yet, people play Horizon Zero Dawn because it was made by people who wanted to make the game and not AAA studio that doesn't give a shit. If you haven't played Sino Alice yet, just keep it that way. <laughs> well, speaking speaking of. Uh, Sino Alice and Nier Automata, uh, the final, the giant ass Final Fantasy patch dropped today. Yeah, so Final Fantasy fourteen Shadow, whatever. Shadowbringers, the story is officially done. Thank God. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you saw. I posted on Twitter. So uh, I was doing the story just because I wanted to get it out of the way, and uh, 
the final like one of the final quests is a is a trial as mo- it always is in story quests of uh final fantasy and when we popped in after watching the cutscene, people were talking and i quote they said they were literally crying and i was sitting there smashing my face against the skip button as quickly as possible <laughs> Uh, I yeah, just... I mean, I've seen a lot more of that refrain lately. Of like, like a lot of folks that I know of being like the Shadowbringer story. It's it's something special, man. And like, I I don't. The only frame of reference I really have is like, you, really you. Like I I'm still I'm still stuck in like the opening area of Final Fantasy yeah. 14 I, uh, where it's kind of boring as shit. I had high hopes for Shadowbringers because people told me it was really good and then when I when you first pop into it um it, you're basically transported to another dimension without like going into too much specifics and I was like oh that's really cool like I get to explore a new world and like the world that you're dropped into is the like uh it, it's the post like the heroes have defeated the evil but oh shit everything's terrible now because of all the consequences and stuff and i'm like i really want to explore this awesome world and like i get to meet a new cast of characters and then like literally two hours in like imagine you're playing a new uh trying to think okay i'm trying to think of a way to put this that wouldn't be sound awesome to you because (laughs) it's not um uh imagine you're playing okay imagine you're playing the new you're playing persona 6 persona 6 just came out it's a new cast of characters it's a new world and you get two three hours into persona 6 and then all of the cast of persona 5 shows up and they're just like we're the phantom (laughs) thieves remember us fucker that's what happens in Shadowbringers. you're in a different dimension and then the person that you're talking to who's who's like your your new compatriot in this world is like yeah so you know i know about the other worlds and where you come from oh by the way your friends are here and i'm like wait what why are my friends here he's like yeah they came in here before you did i'm like no they didn't what are you talking about and they're like yeah they're over there and then you like go meet up your with your old friends that you've been fucking toying around with since the beginning of the game (laughs) you know 10 years ago or whatever and i'm just like Man, I thought it was away from you guys because I don't like any of the main characters of the of the game, and they just they just show up again. They're like, "We're here now." I'm like, "Fuck!" Now I gotta roll around with you dudes. And then there's a dude who's just like, literally oozing shadowy evil energy, and it's just like, "Who's that?" And they're like, "That's the evil dude who's helping us." And I'm like, "But he's evil." And they're like, "No, he's gonna help us." And I'm like, "He's gonna betray us." And they're like, "No, he's not." And then inevitably he betrays them and they're all fucking surprised i can't believe it i can't do that happened. i can't believe that the face by line bit my face that happened twice in this expansion where they they literally introduce a dude and it's like he he's known evil it's like imagine you met an like a nazi right like a nazi scientist and it's like no the nazi scientist is helping us and he was like lacing his fingers and like laughing maniacally and then like talking about how he's gonna resurrect hitler and then everyone was like isn't he such a great dude i can't believe he's helping us and then he resurrects hitler and they're like no how could we have guessed that the nazi scientist would resurrect zombie hitler (laughs) 
but yeah, anyways, so that came out. I guess I finished the story. Yay, it's over. But the the near raid came out. The uh the second near raid, I should say. I like near. Uh so I'm gonna send you screenshots. You don't need to like This is an audio podcast, but I wanna show you some shit. Uh so here's here's me with two B. And then, that, that is very much 2B. Yeah, that's yeah. 2B. And then uh, this is when we hop into the raid. You, you probably know what that is. Yeah, yeah, that's the the command center that's floating around, and and it and it did a crash. Yeah, it crashed into the ground. So so, so now we know the time and the place of uh, the story that's happening. Yeah, the the only hedge that I have to that is that. Uh, I I I don't I haven't seen what happens in the raid, so maybe it is post automata for realsies, but um or or at least after some shit happens in automata, but yeah, there is at least one space command that crashed in the war between the androids and the machines. Uh, okay, because the war has been going on for like a couple thousand years, so it could just be another one. But like like from the yes, pre-release then. screenshot, I don't know about the actual what. Is going in the actual content, but right. anyway. Um, yeah, I don't know. So here's uh, here's us inside of it, and then uh, we never we didn't beat it because we got to this boss in the last picture that I sent, and we fucking wiped so many times. We were already like an hour or two into the the rain. We were just like, we're done. <laughs> People will That's solve savage. this later. It is fucking hard. It is way harder than the first one because the first one. I, the first time I ran it, I wiped a lot, but we eventually beat it because we figured out the mechanics. This one, we like could not find the mechanics out for. It was crazy. It's really, really hard. Um, it, it's fun. I like the mechanics because a lot of the mechanics in uh, Final they're kind of tiered, like the storyline quest uh, dungeons and raids and stuff that you do kind of have like straightforward mechanics so, just so you can get through them. But then like the challenging ones have way more interesting and interactive uh, mechanics. Uh, somebody was saying one of the mechanics on this uh, this first boss here was something like in Drakengard. Uh, was it like a uh, rhythm game? Uh, so there were like there were like rings that were coming out and then there would be mm-hmm. holes in the rings and then you would have to go the, the, there were like breaks in the ring, and then you would have to gotcha. like go into the breaks, and then it the that is there would be like visually kind of how the rhythm games in Dragon Ball oh, okay. play out because because like there are rings emanating from the enemy, and then when the ring touches you, you got to press the button, and you press the and like the moment when the ring hits you occurs in rhythm to the song that is playing. Oh, okay, um, interesting. Yeah, I wonder the, if the that's rings, always the uh, the final boss. I couldn't in the hear Dragon the music. I wonder if the I think the attacks do actually line up with the music. I I play with the sound low because I watch like Twitch streams and stuff on the side, but um, supposedly I think the music times in with the the attacks. But yeah, I, I, I recognize see. all the stuff from like Automata because a lot of like the the uh, the like red energy orbs are uh, usually like a thing that you have to dodge and laser beams and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was fucking, oh my god, it was so fucking hard. Yeah, no, that is weird. That has been a, a strictly Drakengard thing so far. Although, in the first game, when that is happening, it is kind of in the gate between Drakengard and Nier, mm. so 
whatever. Yeah, somebody um, one of the one of the people in the raid mentioned it. They they were they commented that that mechanic was very Drakengard esque. Hmm. So I was gonna yeah, ask in- you about interesting. it. Yeah, I I man, there's a small part of me that wishes I had played this MMO for 400 hours so that I could uh so consume the story of this raid is really bad. <laughs> like I went in yeah. like with high hopes and I was like, oh man, I get to see this. Like this will be super interesting. Like this is the actual story I'm gonna pay attention to because I skip everything else. And then I sat through it and I was just like. Nothing, nothing happened. Like, the raid's really cool. <laughs> but nothing happened in the cutscenes or the dialogue. Yeah. So I guess kind of in a similar vein, I... So I'm playing Sino Alice, the free-to-play garbage right. that is vaguely related to Yoko Taro, the creator of Nier and Drakengard. And so uh, my gear score is 106,000 now, which is big. I got into the six digits. Sick. That is, uh, that's a big number for gear score. It's a big fucking gosh dang number. I th- I'm pretty sure I'm in the top 2% of all Vanguard now. <laughs> um, and so let me... I, I gotta find. There is a... Uh, so just like in Drakengard and uh, and Nier, all of the weapons in Sino Alice have weapon stories. Which are like little bits of lore that you unlock as you level them up. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There is a a near collaboration happening in Sino Alice right now, so uh, there are near and Drakengard weapons that are showing up, in uh, in Sino Alice. So for the most part, like like even some of the the weapon names are like mistranslated. Like for the most part, it's not that great. Um, it's just like yep, that sure is a Grimoire Vice. It doesn't really do anything that Vice does, but whatever it. it it's a JPEG of, of, of the dude from the first game. Um, but uh, there are two things in, in, in there that I did enjoy. Um, so one, Emil's head is a weapon that you can get <laughs> in Sino Alice. And when you level up Emil's head all the way to maximum rank and maximum level, this is his entire, uh, his entire um, weapon story. Uh, nice to meet your acquaintance. Wow, we sure landed in a cozy little world, huh? Everyone out there just trying to revive their authors and stuff. Really ups the motivation, which is referring to Encino Alice. Everyone's a fairy, a fairy uh, tale character, and they all want to revive their authors for some reason. So they do a bunch of murder or something. It's not Ma- great. Makes sense. Um, everyone looks so dangerous too. The thing is, it's not just me; it's we. A whole bunch of we. There's an and a we, a weepin. Simply too much we to count. So, uh, you played Automata, so you know that there are many Emils. There's not just one Emil. Um, right. Because Emil was copying himself to fight the aliens. Um, but in the first game, there's only one Emil. So, it's it's a thing. But anyway, there are just many Emils. Does, so... he, does he look like that in the first game? Uh, he does after a certain point. Yeah, I, I, a thing I, you happens. Know what? I think I, I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, a I, thing happens that turns him into. Yeah, no, a thing happens to to my son Emil that turns him into the ultimate weapon. Got it. Um, it's it's very sad. Um, and then the final line that you unlock in the weapon story is, "Hold on, we just got a message from me number one two six eight two. Oh boy, a rival guild just spent a whole lot of money to power themselves up." Time to whip out the old we paid credit card and spend big. 
Um, <laughs> he knows. Which just Yoko Taro frequently will go, and, and like like someone will bring up like, oh the Princess Kaguya's design is really cute, and he's like, yeah, I hope I I think it'll sell a lot of merch. <laughs> um, like like he his his frankness of just like yeah obviously this is just right i'm getting money out of you you dumbass and <laughs> and and he i'm not i mean he is i mean i'm not gonna lie about it um you don't get a gear score of 106 without doing what emil said um but uh i am having fun with my guild in that game you spend 20 minutes every day doing a, a 15 versus 15 fight um and there is like a, a team fight strategy that now that I'm I'm with a pretty active guild, um, and, and like working with them on our tactics, like it, it is fun enough, and like the people that I'm playing with are are pretty nice and cool, um, so that's all fun and good. Uh, the other thing that I want to give Sino Alice credit for is uh, for the collaboration. Um, there is like a like a mini scenario that kind of plays out like at first it looks like it's just playing out the ending of of the first near game of like you you storming the shadow lord's castle and and doing the final boss stuff um but and, and it's not a big thing but ultimately it's just through like the the eight or nine lines of dialogue in there it kind of you can kind of put together that like None, no, everything that's happening here, it doesn't conform with any of the actual endings in the original game. Um, like, like there are four different endings in the original Nier, and then a fifth that's in a art book somewhere, because Yoko Taro refuses to put all the content in the video game right. for some fucking reason. He's Yoko Taro. Um, we don't know. Yeah, but, uh, but none of them, like, none of those endings really fit with what happens in this ending. It's like... Emil and the main character are storming the castle and Kaine isn't around and um like the Shadow Lord doesn't look like the main character. It, like it just doesn't quite fit. Um and then eventually once you beat the scenario it's kinda revealed that, oh, this was a dream Emil has after the end of the first game and it's him trying to uh I'm gonna spoil the end of Nier. Fuck it. Um at the end of Nier, uh, everyone turn off the audio for like 10 seconds if you don't want the, the final ending of Nier spoiled. <laughs> um, so at the final end of Nier, the main character has a choice. The main character can either let Kaine die um, or remove himself from existence to save Kaine. And if you do the remove yourself from existence ending, you have to delete your save file. Oh, okay. Um, which is kind of what Automata does yeah. with like cutting your save file to become the people that can help uh, other players get through the credits. Um, so basically the ending shows that like, okay, Kainé's not here, but we're still fighting the shadow Lord. That's not compatible with either of those endings. And it was basically, it's revealed to kind of be like Emil trying to remember the person who disappeared is like, like even though the main character is gone, the ending is called something very special because Emil and Kaine are still trying to like like they know something's missing. They know there was someone else with them, and they can't so remember. So when, when him, he removes is... himself from existence, he like all memory of him is gone too. Yeah, okay. all memory of him is gone. He's just kind of literally completely erased. But there is the uh, the lunar tear that's on Kaine's 
um, like headband, the the flower that is the crux of the plot of that game, and that was given to her by the main character, and she's like, "I where the fuck did I get this?" And she can't remember, hmm. and it's like one of the big pieces of melancholy of that ending. On top of humanity is fucked and it, everything's gonna die, which is why I thought there was never gonna be a sequel. But uh, robots turns out Jokes anyway. On you, um, the fifth ending of the art book kind of doesn't retcon it kind of follows up on this and gives them a little bit more closure turns out there's a tree computer somewhere that kept a copy of them <laughs> um and that might be in the remaster because the the concept art for the remaster website is in the area where the fifth ending would happen oh, if they're shit. gonna do it but vice is there and vice is dead by then so maybe not anyway it's a whole thing um someone asked a guitar are you gonna add a new ending to the remaster and he was like i'm not done writing the game yet leave me alone <laughs> um i'm not done writing the remaster of a game that already came out that's 10 already fucking done. years ago yeah. um how drunk are you but uh anyway it, it was just a, a little cute moment of like oh hey emil was struggling with that too because you know kaine is from the ending but right. you never see emil struggle with like that dude i knew fuck oh god um but then he goes through his own shit in automata that's very sad um so you know alex is garbage and you free, should probably not, garbage yeah you should I, probably uh, not play it i try to avoid I mean, free even, to play garbage as much as possible even just in the realm of free to play garbage it's kind of mm. kind of manipulative and terrible uh, that sucks but uh hey I'm, I'm in this now i'm number one in my guild they're counting on me. You be um, the best Sino Alice player you can be, my friend. Sure. <clears throat> you do anything else, or you want to talk about news? Uh, I didn't do anything else. I watched the uh, PlayStation State of Play. Yeah. So you want you want to jump into that? Yeah, and do the news we now. Were, we were planning to co-stream it, but that wasn't a thing we were allowed to do. So I made sure to watch it. Um, it's funny because of things we foreshadowed earlier, and we're going to talk about. I uh, I was happy that like four or five different studios had the same terminology and like the second they like mentioned something that people would like automatically assume were, was going to be a microtransaction they were like and to clarify there are no mxt or mtx's mtx yeah which is no microtransactions and i was like like three like i said three or four studios said that and i was like oh that's nice i like that i I hate that we have to live in a world that we have to clarify that, but I also like that we live in a world where studios have now realized that having terrible microtransactions in their game will give them negative press, which we yeah, will get into I... later. So they, they, they come out in front of it and say, all of this is earnable in-game, none of this is microtransactions. And I mean, it's just it's just gross because like there are some games where you kind of expect them to have to hedge that of like, like, if there's a Call of Duty campaign and they show gun skins, like, they would have to explain, is this microtransactions or not? This was a Crash Bandicoot sequel. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like... Which was, yeah, that was the one I, that was the first one. It was hysterical, because they were like, the yeah, that you can get fuck? different costumes for Crash Bandicoot. And, like, I had it in my head, I was like, oh my god, are they really putting fucking microtransactions into Crash Bandicoot? And then immediately he was like, just to clarify, there are no microtransactions in this game. All of these skins are unlockable in-game. And I was like, oh, like it used to be back in the day. Excellent, I like it. I, it, it, it sucks how damaged some, like, we are with, with this expectation of, like, like, 
we shouldn't have to worry about them taking fucking Crash Bandicoot and turning it into a fucking like game as a service. Yeah. Like, but we do, and and, and I guess it's good that they're getting out ahead of it now. But it's just yeah, we live in a world where you have to do that now because, like I said, I had that thought where I was like, oh my god, they're gonna microtransaction Crash Bandicoot four, and they were like, no, 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 no we're not. These are all unlockable in game, like they used to be way back in the day. And I was like, oh, thank you for clarifying that, because it also. Now it adds, um, not a account. It adds accountability because, like, if they if they change their mind and they're like, like they add microtransactions to the game later, like you can throw that up there with the guy saying there's no microtransactions in this game, and then that's major bad press. So that kind of puts pressure on the studio to not do that. Mm-hmm. Um, they could still do it, in which case, if you do, I'm not going to play your Crash Bandicoot game because fuck you. I, I liked Crash Bandicoot when I was seven. I uh, I, I never owned a PS One, so I never I never played it. I was very bad at it when I played it at friends' houses. Uh, I'm happy that Crash Bandicoot fans get a sequel. Yeah, me too. Uh, I I hope, and I think that they're retconning everything that came out after three. Which I I I don't know if you know the the intensive lore of the Crash Bandicoot franchise, but they really went in bad directions with it. Really. Online. No, no. Was it like Jack and Daxter style, or no? I what, what I'm, came I'm out lying after to you. Crash Three, huh? Uh, there's Twin Sanity. There's uh another game that I don't remember. There, there were a couple of, of crashes on like the Xbox, and I think one on the Xbox 360. I didn't actually know that. Um. And I think they're like they just went out and said like yeah none of that is happening it's just we're following yeah, up on it, Crash Three yeah the way they uh, they made it sound was like it takes place like immediately after uh, three yeah which I mean I, I was lying I I don't care about Crash Lore no, but I don't think anyone else does either <laughs> uh, but yeah sure I don't know I I'll I'll check it out probably they got the right folks to do that thing yeah, so so I have uh, I I wrote down what I thought was interesting there was a couple things I skipped over. Uh, the first one they showed was Crash 4, uh, they showed Hitman VR, which I still think VR is a gimmick, but hooray, people get to play Hitman in VR. Um, if they can find a way to put me in VR without having something on my face, then maybe I'll yeah. do it, but I, I feel like that's gonna be hard. I'm not even a germaphobe, and I don't wanna wear... If I, if I open the VR headset... And it is fresh out of the box, and I am the only person, and I know for a fact I am the only person that ever puts that <laughs> thing on. I will, I will use the VR headset. I can't imagine. Like, will we ever get to a point where people are sharing VR headsets at a conference ever again? Like, even oh, if we get God. past COVID, yeah, like, no, that's never happening. I, 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 I feel. I mean, personally, I think that's a positive change, but because of oh, my brain, yeah. but. Uh, the the way yeah. we got there was not good. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Um, yeah, so yeah, you get to you get to kill people in VR. Uh, the one after that was the Pathless, which I don't I didn't know what the, to make of that. Was that the uh, the uh, Anzu makers? Or am I thinking of something uh, else? Sure, I, I I just remember it. I'm pretty sure it was that weird open world looking thing. Yeah, yeah, this is the one that they're made, you, it's made by a giant squid. They made uh, uh, Abzu. Yeah, like, like you can, 
you can move real quick and shoot your bow and, and there is that cool looking boss fight and... yeah it's basically um it's basically shadows of the colossus yeah sounds still, good uh, um it kind of had like a shadow of the colossus slash journey vibe yeah th that was one of the things in that press conference that just kind of rolled off my back it was like all right that looked cool yeah I'll i was like yeah, i probably won't play it i'll check it out when there's more maybe i don't know uh um, then after that was anime breath of the wild I can't remember. Uh, I actually can't remember. The yeah, name, no, no so one I can. Down, I wrote down anime Breath of the Wild. So I saw it and I was like, okay, it's anime Breath of the Wild. I'll probably play it. And then I found out it's a gotcha game. What? Yeah. Nothing you... in that trailer indicated there. Oh. Yeah. So apparently there's 30 heroes and you like create a party, and you you get heroes via some gotcha mechanic. I, I don't. I was reading it. I don't know if it's gonna. I think. I think the div, the the director said it, they were aiming for it to be a free to play game, with gotcha mechanics. So they never. I didn't hear that that fucking hedge of there are no MTXs in here. Which, okay, I, that was not communicated. Unless I wasn't paying attention, it which was not. I wasn't. <laughs> it was definitely not because I was very surprised to find that out afterwards. So now, we should stop talking about this. Fuck that game. So Whatever it was called. Well, we never even mentioned its name. So I'm, I'm probably True. not going to play. Man, because it, <laughs> it looked pretty decent, other than the fact that it was, like, super anime, which I'm okay with, but, like... Yeah, it was... Yeah. Um... Uh, Do you have the full list of, of things? Because there are things I want to talk about, it, but if we're going in order, I don't want to disrupt the order. Oh, yeah. I, I, I just wrote down what I what I wrote down. There was a couple I missed. I don't know if there was okay. any in there in between. Um, yeah, yeah, so there's Braid. Oh, yeah, um, the Braid uh, remaster or whatever. Yeah, which I liked Braid when it first came out, and it kind of... I, I appreciate it for, like, its place in, like, historical context as like one of the first indie things to really hit yeah i guess it was on a console yeah with, with the xbox live arcade or the xbox live uh summer of arcade promotions they used to do like i remember like every summer it was like all right there are going to be four or five of these things these indie games that are kind of going to come out of nowhere and what are they going to be and like um shadow complex was one of those that mm -hmm. Man, where the fuck is Shadow Complex 2? There's Braid. Um, uh, Limbo. Splatoon. Or uh, not Splatoon. Uh, Explosion <laughs> Man. Um, like, I, I kind of missed... <laughs> I, I, I hate that... Like, this isn't really appropriate to say like exactly how I'm thinking, but it was like, what if there were only four super curated indie games a year instead of the, thousand. the faucet that we have now? Yeah. Which I... I'm down for more I, games. Like, I'm not saying I want fewer <laughs> games, but... We would probably have better games, because at the moment... Cause I, I remember back in the day, I didn't really play indie games, but indie games were always made to some level of quality. Um, and they were always relatively cheap. And they were never... They, they were always labors of love. They always had their little quirks and things wrong with them, but it was like they were clearly wanted to be made. And then the indie sort of industry sort of boomed so much that it started getting triple a attention and now indie games are basically just triple a titles because they get triple a funding i i sometimes i just look at steam and wish that there was 
and I guess Epic kind of sort of tries to do this. I just wish there was a little more curation. Yeah, I do too. I do too, definitely. Every time I log into Steam, it's just like, here's 30 new games. And I'm like, no, absolutely not. I, I guess, I mean, they literally have curators on Steam, but like, I'm not going to fucking follow. Like, let's see. What what curator is it fucking recommending to me right now? I'm not going to follow. No, I, I know I am your father. This fucking Darth Vader avatar with 41,000 followers. I'm not going to follow this dude's fucking curations. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, the only curator I follow is Total Biscuit, and he's been dead for two years now. Which is a shame, because yeah. he was probably yeah, the only one I trusted. Taken way too goddamn early. Way um, too early. Anyway, uh, Jonathan Blow's a dick, uh, but Braid's okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, let's see then. Uh, Temtem is coming to the PlayStation Five. Well, they did something recently that was bullshit. I can't remember what it was. Oh, it was something with the Epic Store. They were exclusive to Epic Store, and they were like super dicks about it. <sighs> Whatever. I I'm glad that I don't know why Pokemon. I guess Pokemon wasn't really untouchable, but I don't know why Pokemon and Animal Crossing have been. Hold up as these things that only Nintendo could pull off. Like yeah, I'm glad someone, someone ever, tried. I don't know why anyone else um, hasn't tried it. But uh, I don't know. I, I haven't played Tim Tim. I I want to give it an honest shot when it's actually out because I don't buy unfinished video games yeah. anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but sure, yeah. I guess it's uh, gonna come to a console. Which does that mean it's finished? Probably not. Probably not. Um. Control is getting very interesting yeah, DLC. The second DLC. I never beat that game. That fell into the giant pile of list of games that I really enjoyed, yet I never finished. Yeah, I... Part of me wishes I didn't finish Control just because... When you're exploring Control and, and getting stronger and seeing the story beats that are just hiding in the oldest house, that game is amazing. Um, like, I kind of wish that game was designed a little more like Breath of the Wild, just as mm -hmm. a little more aimless, but, uh, that, like, like actually going through the ending of that game is just fucking tedious. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, but anyway, yeah, they, they announced a expansion to Control that, um, is, uh, just very blatantly just, hey, yo, Alan Wake, just, <laughs> this one's about Alan Wake. Yeah. We, we teased him, he was kind of referenced in the game, the voice actor of Alan Wake was the, was the old director, and he very obviously sounded and acted a whole lot like Alan Wake, and just, but, but no more pussyfooting around, just, Alan Wake is in the oldest house and we're gonna find him. Um, which I love that Remedy seems to finally be in a place where they can click on all their weird shit, because they kept having to stop and start for so long. Mm -hmm. Like, like, they would do Alan Wake, and then it wouldn't go anywhere, and then they did Quantum Break, which was hilarious. And I have that. Is that any good? I have that on Steam. I, I have been told no, because, the, <laughs> like, it was it was a tie-in with a TV show, yeah. and that didn't work out. And um, and then Control seemed like kind of the Ur-Remedy game, where just all their insane shit mm -hmm. is just in the oldest house now, and... All of them, uh, just everything they couldn't use and did use. They're like, fuck it, just throw it in here, and we have SCP stuff. It's great. It's going to be fine. It's the closest thing we have to a Dark Tower video game. Yeah. Um, 
which is neither here nor there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I I have been sitting on control. I, I never got back in with the first DLC. This will probably with this there's probably enough content that I can jump back in and really dig into it again because mm-hmm. I, I like that game a lot. But there were just yeah, it's on my list. I to, like to jump back I like into. everything about that game except for shooting people. <laughs> it's just shooting people is not Put fun. Put on for the me. easiest difficulty and just breeze through it. I mean, I do, but then there, there's endgame areas where people can two-shot you no matter what, no. and I don't want endgame areas. I want to explore. You dicks. Yeah. Exploring the old house would be really cool. Um, was that it from the state of play? Uh, I know a, there was, was a bunch of other stuff. There was... Um, what, what, what was there? There's uh, 2.5D Cyberpunk, which is Anno Mew something... Aeon must die? No. Okay, because that 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 was a different that that went bad. Uh, um, I just like the aesthetic which, of it. I don't really know what it's about. Uh, there's we're fucking bug snacks will not go away. I the scariest like and don't get me wrong like I I have been pretty outwardly kind of sounding negative about bug snacks like I that game just terrifies me. Like I, I I'm I'm excited for the Octodad people to do a new thing. Like Is it is it the should... uh because it's the weird uh uncanny valley of like the snack animals, or is it because it's this like happy go lucky game and then all of a sudden they show you like a really dark scene? No, more more the former. More okay. I, I don't like thinking about my fruit being alive <laughs> in my throat. That that that's I think that's the root that most people think of i don't know because like when they when they like transition to like the dark scene it wasn't really scary i i don't know what direction they're going with this game i honestly don't i have no idea what this game is going to be about i mean it looks like a first person physics-y puzzle kind of thing with weird dumb humor that octodad was kind of known for Mm -hmm. and Sure. Yeah. No. Do, do go with God. Go go yeah, with your I hope, weird. I hope people Satan enjoy it. God. I will not be playing it because I don't care. Uh, um, we got another VR garbage Star Wars thing. Batman Vader. What? It's, it's your your Vader. Are, yeah. Your Darth Vader, Vader and you, you do stuff with your lightsaber. I guess. There. I really liked the Star Wars arcade game growing up, where it just had a giant stick. Oh in you. yeah, and you had to fight Darth Vader as Luke on the Death Star, and you, it was fucking hard. Yeah, and you had to d- deflect uh, blaster bolts. Yeah, and uh, other parts, and I never beat it. That was the um, um, that was the coin taker was uh, the duel with Darth Vader because yeah. you pretty much always lose there unless you knew how to do it. Well, uh, and I think that it was timed too. So even if you yeah, it was you you couldn't just throw all the tokens at it and beat it. You had to, if you lost, you had to go all the way back. Um, yeah, and you had to start at the um, the Hoth level. I have no idea where to find that arcade machine, but I, I have very fond memories Somebody of that lightsaber thing, which. I feel like I shouldn't because it's like you can only hold the lightsaber in like three spots, right? It's like left, right, or center. I, I vaguely remember it having like a fluid motion, but that may just because I was little and I didn't know any better. I I don't know how I would play that thing. I guess I could try to get it running on Mame or something, but I don't um, know. Somebody probably has like a thing somewhere. But I, I just remember the Chuck E. Cheese and the Boomers down here. Mm. I. I 
I would always go straight there and I would always lose all my tokens <laughs> immediately and then I would find my brother who was playing the ticket games and he would have all this candy and I'd just be sitting alone like a fucking idiot without candy. <laughs> because you wasted all your coins on the super expensive... Uh... I, I used to do the same thing. I was like, fuck the tickets. I was a prize. I, I knew from a young age that like none of the prizes were worth it. You couldn't get anything good. Yeah. So I was just like, I'm just going to spend all my tokens on the, the fun video games. Um, so there was Aeon Must Die, which uh, uh, looked cool, but then immediately the studio or the old studio went on Twitter and it was like, the publisher stole our IP and treated us like shit. What is and it? And Aeon Must Die. Uh, Aeon it was, Must uh, Die. It, it was shown at the state of play. Oh, I remember this, yeah. And, uh... uh like immediately the folks that were that had been working on that game with the twitter and were like we suffered psychological abuse at the hands of of the people that own this ip and uh we're pretty sure a bunch of animators worked on that because the game was not there when Focus we Home were working on was it informed of serious allegations raised by some of the developers at limestone who have worked on the creation of the video game aeon must die these grievances are directed at Limestone, their direct employer. As the publisher of this video game, Focus is carefully looking at these allegations and will draw the necessary conclusions if they are proved to be well-founded and then take all appropriate measures. No further comment will be shared until we have a clear and complete view on this matter. So this was by uh, this was a statement by Focus Home Interactive, which is, I guess is the, the larger publisher. Yeah. Um, so I guess I guess there is something to it. Yeah, no, the, uh, like, the, the statement from the old developers came out, like, immediately, and then Focus put out their statement, I think, two days later? Uh, or one day later, because this was on the 6th. Um, yeah, so, uh, that was, a uh, like, that, that trailer looked neat, but, like, even during the trailer, I was kind of having trouble in the Discord of, like, placing, like, what is this thing? Yeah. It, it looks same. very stylish, but, uh... What are we doing? And then, like, oh, it's... I guess that makes sense. Um, but, uh, was there... I know what else there was not in the fucking, uh... What? In the state of play. Uh, there was not any goddamn Silent Hill. <laughs> fucking leaking... Fucking leakers going, like, it's they gonna happen on said, August 6th! They literally said beforehand, they said there was no new announcements or releases... Well, the leakers were confident that there of was going to be a new Silent Hill on were, August sixth, and they were they dug they in their heels on this dumb. fucking aesthetic gamer. Fucking you know dummy. what there was uh, was Auto Chess. I don't know what they were advertising. <laughs> I guess they were just advertising that Auto Chess was going to PS Five. How does that even work? I, uh, I mean, what? fucking people play Team Fight Tactics on mobile. Yeah, but you got awful. a touch screen on mobile. Uh, what are you going to do on a PlayStation? You always have a cursor. You move it with the stick. I I, I guess. I, I mean, it's not like it's that Twitch. Yeah. Like that much you of a Twitch game. But, but, I would just prefer I mean, using a mouse. The, the last time I played Underlords, the, the Dota auto chess thing, it, uh... I, so I had to be a little Dota quick. auto chess thing, uh, I'm pretty sure. Huh? I'm pretty sure. Wasn't this Dota auto chess? Yeah, yeah, underlines. Yeah. yeah, um, like I, I had to be pretty quick with my with my motions. Like there, there wasn't a whole lot of time mm. to 
consider which units to put down. I never I could uh, see that being confounding on a on a control pad. So I, I've played a fair bit of Teamfight Tactics. I've never played Underlords, but in in TFT, there's a, a fair amount of time that you have between turns that you can plan. Maybe Dota's is faster. Maybe, which I wouldn't. Yeah, I, have, me. I haven't played Teamfight Tactics, so. Um, uh, the last one I had written down was Godfall. They had like a little. Demo. Oh God, that! Why did that take so long? <laughs> they real. Oh my God, they spent their time on that. I think they figured that was probably the biggest seller in the whole lineup. To whom? Um, I. That made me actively not want to see that game ever again. <laughs> like I, I was kind of excited for it just because it was like, oh, this is really unique and interesting, and I like the look of it. And then they showed gameplay, and I was like, oh, this isn't finished. This is not it's finished. Not, it, it doesn't look finished, and they were like, we're still trying to figure out how to activate the power of the PS5. It's like, this thing comes out in like three months. Uh, yeah, and, you're, and, 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 and the, you're talking about like releasing beta soon. I'm like, your game is not done. Like, it is... It's chunking, dude. Like you, the, the, you need to clean up some of these animations. Like they came out and said, "Like yeah, we're well, this is a looter slasher, and we'll talk about how the loot works fucking later." Like, what are you doing, man? Who? Yeah, I'm a little worried about that game right now. I, I mean, it'll, it'll always be the answer to the trivia question of what was the first PS5 game ever announced? Yep, Godfall. Uh, do you remember the first fucking 360 game ever announced? No. It was Dark Sector. There's a reason why you don't remember it. It wasn't any good. <laughs> like, like I don't know. Like, like it's. It, I feel like that game, and I feel bad saying this because it's not done, and maybe it'll turn around. But that's going to be the answer to a trivia question and nothing more. Yeah. Like that game is going to come and go, and, and like there's going to be like an IGN story of like, oh, they're going to rebalance the servers so that everyone's on the same server because sure, there's no one here. You sure, you're not talking about Anthem. Anthem, um, I can't talk about Anthem two weeks in a row, or I will cancel the podcast. <laughs> but just it, it's gonna have the the the. I feel like it's gonna come out, and then it's gonna have the uh, the the unfortunate tale of, of every online game that doesn't hit, of like just constantly degrading numbers and yeah. and trying to spin it as a positive, trying to spin it as working with your tight community and. And consolidating everything into one mode, and uh, and then it's just going to disappear. I guess it depends on make... how how well you can do single player in that game. I mean... Because I, I don't know about Anthem, because did... I don't know what their community is like right now. Because I remember there were mandatory like three and four person missions, and I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. I mean, e e even... I don't know. Like, everything I saw in that game was just... I, I don't know that I saw anything in that trailer that couldn't have been accomplished on, like, the PS2. Yeah. In terms I, of, like, the actual gameplay that I was seeing. Which, I mean, to be fair, I've only seen a handful of actual video games that, like, you you really need the, the power of something greater to actually make that mm -hmm. game. But, I don't know, man. It just looked very... I was, basic. Uh, yeah, I wasn't super impressed with it either. I was when they announced it and they like were teasing it and hyping it up. I got pretty excited to see some more of it, and then after watching that, I was like, "Ooh, maybe not." Um. So yeah, that was the. I think that was all. That was state of state play. Of play yeah. yeah. It was a short and sweet, just like a deeper Small look short. at some stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, Spelunky 2 also happened. Um, oh, yeah, Spelunky 2. Which, I, I, I'm not a Spelunky... I'm not in the Spelunky cult. Me neither. I don't know if you are. People all I, really I, And I, I say that as someone that, like, I like Spelunky just fine. It's just... There are, for some folks, that Spelunky is, like, the er video game. Mm-hmm. And I hope this hits for them. I'll, pro- I'll play Spelunky 2 and I'll probably like it, but... I don't know. I'm glad that dude gets to keep making his thing. Yeah, that's cool. I, I that he said it out loud. I've never played it, and I have no intentions of ever playing it. It's not really my style of game, uh, but I am grateful that the single dude who's making Spelunky gets to keep making Spelunky, and people love it. I have a sentence for you that I never thought that I would, I would, I would say oh out loud me, on a podcast me, to you. Let me hear it. Do you want to talk about Dr. Disrespect? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, let's move on. Everybody knows. he's stream- Is he streaming on YouTube? He's on YouTube, yeah. Congratulations to him, I guess. I hope whatever the fuck happened on Twitch was more of like an interpersonal breach of contract and not like... I don't want to speculate, but I, I just hope there's nothing horrible that's not being talked about right now. It's probably his stuff with 5G and coronavirus and Shungite and having conspiracy Which, theories. Like, like, that stuff's fucking stupid, and it is pretty dangerous because of how big of a following he has with young dumbasses, but to me, I I, I, I mean, I'll, I can live with it. Like, yeah. I... I I feel like there are ways to address that. I just hope that there's nothing worse. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I hate... Well, if it was that, I can't imagine Twitch would just ban him without telling. Because according to him, he doesn't know why he got banned. And if it was that, I can see Twitch being like, hey, stop this. Like, you can't can't do this on our platform. And then if he was like, well, fuck you, I'm going to do it anyways, then I can see why they would ban him. But, like, I... We had a girl force feed vodka to a cat. <laughs> nothing, nothing, everything's thrown out the window. But we can't restream. Well, I mean, this isn't on Twitch, but we can't restream. Fuck you, Twitch. We're on Spotify, Sony. motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's totally safe. It's going to be fine. Um, I can't play my own podcast on Spotify on my content because of Spotify server service, which whatever. <laughs> Whatever you gotta do to host your shit. I don't fucking know how the law works. Yeah, I don't either. Um, alright, uh, let's see. Halo Infinite, this is pretty recent. Um, it's delayed until 2021. Thanks, COVID. Um, I'm actually okay with that, because after watching the trailer, it needed, I think it needed, a li- it needed like one more Passover graphically, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm glad that they're not going to force it for launch. I, 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 Halo... Halo is kind of like that uncle that, like, we had a really bad falling out, like, four years ago, but I still love him from when I was a kid, and it's like, I I want good for him, (laughs) I I want him to be okay, and if he needs to take this time, then fine. He he was the cool uncle that you hung out with all the time, and then got into some serious shit, and then you had a falling out, and then you were just like, I remember all those good times I had. Yeah, Uncle there's Halo. like an open secret that that like the company he worked for does some dark dealings or something. Yeah, but, and now he's now he's like away from the. Oh no, I guess he's still in. Yeah, he's still there. <laughs> um, anyway, 
all this means to me is that like, hey, I'm not getting the fucking Microsoft refrigerator I'm, yeah at launch for surezies. Like, much, I, yeah, I, same. I wasn't guaranteed to get a Series X for Halo, but if Halo hit, I could see me going for it. Yeah. Well, the thing but, is, they said that every game is going to also be available on PC, so I'm just going to buy all the games on PC. Yeah, pretty much same here. Like I my my PC is starting to fall behind the curve a little bit, but it I haven't run into anything that I straight up can't run. Same. Like there are plenty of things I can't run at max or whatever, but um, and there might be a few things that I, I might not be able to run super high and stream at the same time, so I probably need to get a stream box. Mm. But other than that, I don't know. My PC's fine. Yeah, I, I'm kind of my, in the same. Mine, mine's pretty good. Um, I theoretically should be able to to run and stream everything in Ultra. Um, but some games are just not optimized for hardware well, so a lot of times I do have to run in high as opposed to Ultra, but I'm okay with that. I don't care. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. Um I hope Halo Infinite works out cuz so. yeah no, I, nothing in that trailer fucking inspired me yeah. like graphically or otherwise if I, I'm being totally honest Yeah me neither I didn't nothing like it just looked bland it it looked too sterile uh physically and like gameplay wise it was just like okay it's Halo and everything looks super glossy and flat like it needs like a texture overlay or like a like a shader to just sort of like break up cell shaded halo. Oh fuck no. <laughs> Make Halo look like Killer 7. Oh god, please no. Don't go back. You fucking cowards. Don't go back to cell shading. That cell shaded halo no. way over there. You can walk to it. Don't. You can walk to that cell shaded master make chief. Cell damage. Um let's see. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm past the like caring if something gets delayed as i get older i'm just like all right it'll come out eventually like i'm done with that like oh my god i gotta play this game now <laughs> i it think get... for me it's just the difference between november and any time next year is basically nothing yeah it's like, I, it'll be it'll get here when it fucking gets I, I here like, a few fine. months ago when cyberpunk said they were delaying their game like a month and everyone was like oh my god i'm gonna fucking die that that definitely did get met with a lot more derision than this seems to yeah. have. <laughs> I, I I know people are excited for it, but it's like, man, just just wait another month. It's fine. Maybe it's just as I get older and like a month doesn't sound as long. Yeah, what the fuck is a month? I I I I, I put in my report for my July like my July team output, and that feels like I did it like today. Like, yeah. like it, it was eleven days <laughs> like ago. Our, like like we're sitting in like like middle school and you're like fuck it's only halfway through the school year i want it to be summer and then now it's like oh it's almost christmas like days just fucking fly by as you get older you're like oh a month is really not that long of a time um uh ten cent and it might be banned from operating in the u.s or something i there is an executive order that no one really knows as it is written the executive order bans u.s companies from doing transactions with the owners of wechat and the owners of tiktok which includes tencent which tencent has their hands in everything yeah um, I, uh, from but, what people were talking about like people that were like in the gaming industry uh nothing is going to change except for WeChat and TikTok. 
Which, I mean, and, and that was, th- those two pieces of business were the, um, were like the national security right. uh, those were the two situation that, uh, like, like claimed to be the hedge of this. Which is funny, because I remember a whole lot of people whining that Epic's, Epic Games was a fucking national security threat on Twitter. It's like, no, it's just, yeah, they scraped the Steam thing and they really fucking shouldn't have yeah. it. It was dumb. But, uh, God, shut up. Um... It, it was just it's just all hectic and it, it all happens at, on a ripcord and mm-hmm. we'll have to see I, where it goes i'm not too worried about it right now but i don't think there's any, no i mean we'll have to see if microsoft does buy tiktok because then people can keep doing their fucking fortnite dances or recording it i guess is that what you do on tiktok you fucking I had a Vine where I, I would I would hold my phone up to my monitor while I was playing Stardew Valley, and my character would, like, do the milk a cow animation in, in random places, but it just looked like he was jacking <laughs> I remember that! I'm so and, sorry, I'm like, it's not in And it actually is the most... I it's probably the most successful social media I've ever made, like... <laughs> I, I as like I I am much more proud of my Twitch channel, but like in terms of its reach, <laughs> like those those vines actually were fairly popular. Like like did a couple have, of like, them hit like six figure views. That so. You just did the same thing, huh? Did you have a series of those where you just did that? Yeah, yeah. It was just like like there was one where a bunch of people were doing yoga in a like like in a carpeted room oh, with a yeah. fire, and I just started jacking it and. <laughs> I don't know. It, it apparently resonated with a small but dedicated fan base. <laughs> um, I remember you showing me that video when uh, when Stardew came out. Uh, I know Vine isn't exactly TikTok, but whatever. I mean that that I don't give a fuck about TikTok. Do whatever. You uh, yeah, want. I, don't, um, I don't care either. Fucking burn it to the ground. Yeah, I mean I'd be fine with that too. It, it was like like oh you're banning TikTok. Okay. <laughs> You're banning WeChat? I don't know what the fuck these things are. Get them out of my life. <laughs> I feel really sorry for the 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 young community of TikTok that now has to find another place to fucking uh, dude. Just go somewhere else. It'll be fine. Whatever. I go to I, I haven't go to Instagram. I, like, I mean, I mean, kids bounce between apps. Yeah. So goddamn. TikTok would die. I'm, I'm sure at this in point, a month, anyways. Like, I think TikTok is, like, four or five generations ago for, like, actual children, I Probably. think. I, I don't Like, I, I still use Snapchat, and then, like, I'll talk to people, and I'm like, yeah, so, like, uh, what's what, what's your Snapchat? And they're like, oh, my God, you still use Snapchat? I'm like, not really, but that's what you use, right? No. You use something else now. So, uh, Yoshinori Ono, um, very, very, very prolific producer for Capcom. He, uh, worked on all the Street Fighters. He's been there for 30 years. Um, got his start on, like, a Mega Man, uh, soccer game or something. Um, he is leaving the company. Um, he, uh... It has to do with COVID, and he just kind of like it, it, the the COVID impacted the Capcom Pro Tour, and, and without mm. the without Capcom trying to boost Street Fighter in an esports way, no one was gonna do it. 
Like, yeah, I feel like Street Fighter Five fell off the face of the fucking planet kinda, with. Uh, yeah, kind of did. Who who's the uh, who are the people that made that made Guilty Gear and Fighter Z? Uh, don't know. Uh, shoot, I should probably know this. Um, anyway, it's just there. There are more fun fighting games out there, yeah. and and I I liked uh, Blaze Blue for a while. Yeah, that, that was the same people. Arc Systems. Arc Systems. Um, yeah. Arc Systems. Yeah. They were the same. Uh, the same I mean, company. Arc, yeah. I like, Arc uh, is out there just fucking doing their thing. Play so. a fucking. Was it Chrono Fantastic? Well, just number your fucking games, dude. Like. <laughs> I can't. Blaze Blue has some goddamn wild subtitles. It really does. I think I, it I was... bought a, I bought a Blaze Blue game that I didn't even fucking realize wasn't a fighting game at one point. It was like, oh really? <laughs> like it was some kind of fucking porn PowerPoint. Was oh like, what yeah. The fuck did I Blaze, just buy? Blaze Blue does have porn power PowerPoints. It has power, porn fucking... PowerPoints in the fighting games. I mean, I can live with Which that. Which is not but... something I figured out until way later, and I was like, oh, this is a this is like a Fate Stay Night kind of thing. I mean, maybe there was a fighting game in there. I don't... I'm pretty sure it was like a dedicated... Like a dedicated not fighting game. I don't... Yeah, I think the one whatever. I played was Chrono Phantasm Extend? Is that the... I believe I you. I think that's the one I played. I liked it. And then I played the one that came out after it and didn't like it as much, just because they they changed my main character. Anyway, so he 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 made a statement. Uh, I've been with the Street Fighter brand for a long time, experiencing good times, bad times, and even non-existent times. Which, fuck, man. Um, my heart is filled with appreciation to those players who's been who've been giving warm and kind support on the brand, especially little. Uh, over the past decade or so as all the activities on the Street Fighter brand regained sunshine and grew its liveliness. He's not a native speaker of English. Um, and now, after serving almost 30 years at Capcom, I am leaving the company in this summer. This means that I will resign my position as brand manager for Capcom's various titles, including Street Fighter. Capcom staff and the new generation will continue taking care of the Street Fighter brand and leading the World Warriors. And I do believe they will continue making Street Fighter extraordinary, and I will look forward to seeing the new Street Fighter brand and how it's going to be expanded as just one of the regular gamers next time around. So, I mean, he, he's been a force for a very long time. Yeah. He worked on uh, Devil May Cry, Onimusha, Resident Evil. Um, he uh, like he was apparently big in Street Fighter 4. I, I, I'm not going to pretend to understand some of the involvement in the specific fighting games because I'm not a fighting game guy, but um, it's just another one of the hits that this industry's taken from COVID and mm -hmm. from the... like it, th This business has been in a knife's edge for a long time, and when something calls that, it, it, it's why I get very anxious whenever I... There's radio silence on something for more than a couple of weeks now. Um... I don't know. It's it's scary. It is a weird time we live in. Well, I wish I wish him the best in whatever he decides to do with the rest of his life. Thank you for all of your service. I enjoy a fair bit of Capcom games, so thank you. Capcom's been doing fucking gangbusters for the past couple of years. Yeah, uh, Monster Hunter World is a massive success. It was very successful like, when it first came out, and then when they ported it to PC, it was, like, the best-selling game, and they, liter they literally just, like, had a giant pile of money 
and they were they were surprised they legitimately didn't think that they were gonna like they kind of threw uh ice or uh monster hunter world to pc as if it was like the redheaded stepchild and then it came back with a giant wad of money and they were just like oh i guess we're gonna keep doing this from now on yeah, and I mean, like, they've done also the, the Resident Evil remakes, um, and the new Devil May Cry, and, like, in a time where everything's a game as a service, they have, and I guess Monster Hunter World, you could kind of say is a game as a service, kind of, although... You don't really, like, it, it's not aggressive in its microtransactions, and they keep getting, yeah. it's all free, all of the content is free. They keep just putting out free content, and then all the microtransactions are just like, "Hey, you want to buy like a weapon pose, like a pose? Your character does like a silly pose. It's like, yeah, give us like a dollar or whatever. Here's like ten of them. Uh, you want like a like a little pendant that hangs from your weapon? It's a it's a dollar. Uh, you want a cost? You want Mister X costume for your handler? Give us like five bucks." So it's like it's. It, I, I want a Mister X costume. <laughs> you can you can dress the handler up as Mister X. <laughs> well, can you dress him up as Mega Man at some point? Uh, your Palico, you can have dress up as, ah, as Mega gotcha, Man, right. which is uh free content. It's not uh, uh microtransaction. It's uh you you do an event in game. Yeah, no. Like the broader point is just like they have, <laughs> they are maker of video makers of video games that you can play and then stop playing and and just. Mm-hmm. I don't know why that's a bar now, but it is. I mean, I know why money, but right, uh, definitely. I don't. I don't know. It, it's refreshing as someone who, like, I wish I liked Resident Evil and Devil May Cry more, because like, like those franchises are getting taken care of, and I'm just over here in Silent Hill and Metal, Metal Gear Land, <laughs> just like, what well, the that fuck? Was the problem, you threw your hat in with Konami. Uh, I did. What's wrong with me? I. It's your own I mean. I, I th- maybe this is part of why Yoko Taro has become my hero because just I've always been in the circle of like everything I like is niche trash and will never get love and then out of nowhere one of the niche trashes got a bunch of love I was like oh oh we could do this oh my god we could take over the world <laughs> um I, I, like sitting here with my copy of Chaos Legion like this is the only good Musou game ever made it, and no one knows I'm what glad, I'm talking about. Just proving my point. I'm glad you took Nier Automata in stride. Oh, yeah. No, I, 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 I would have had, like, the complete opposite reaction. Because when I like something niche and obscure, and then all of a sudden the entire world is talking about it, I'm like, I liked it before. It was cool. <laughs> you don't understand. Yep. You haven't played the original. There, I, I occasionally, very occasionally, I'll admit to getting twinges of that. Um, but no, I mean, like, I, I do, I, I genuinely enjoy, and I think part of this is just, like, I, I know, like, like I know more about Yoko Taro, and it's, it's more than just, like, this is a thing I like that now other people like, it's like a success story of someone that I have been following yeah, okay. for, like, 15 years, yeah. it's, it's like, that dude is also getting appreciated in a way that he should have been, like, I, I was telling people about Yoko Taro in college in, like, 2010, 2011, and, like you could Google him back then, after I told you the exact thing that he made and exactly what he did, and still not find him. <laughs> and now it's like, yeah, everyone likes Shoko Taro, yeah. and, and and that's awesome. Like I, I it, it's very inspiring to me as someone who uh, routinely is bad at everything. 
Um, yeah, as much as as much as I want it to happen, I don't know what I'm gonna do if like fucking HBO makes a Warhammer show and it becomes insanely popular. Like the, the amount of like anger that I'm going to experience if a Warhammer TV show becomes like as popular as Game of Thrones, I'm just like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> And I think part of it comes with the fact that Nier Automata is not at all diluted in terms of the nearness. Yeah, I like, guess. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. If, I guess if, like, if it was like there was no there was no pivot. Yeah, to, if it was a diluted to... Nier Automata, if it was like generalized for general audience and kind of like watered down, you would yeah, be like, no, like, this isn't it... Nier. All, like all of the nonsense in Nier is in there, like all the way down to like a good 20% of the plot is in a stage play that hadn't even (laughs) fucking been recorded by the time the game came out. It's like, like if you want to know, like you can know exactly who put the androids in the machines in the time or not in the time loop, but in the war loop that they're in, um, that information exists. You just have to watch three stage plays. And then you learn the answer. Yeah, you, gotta, you gotta go to the the near um, opera. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, which I almost did, and I should have. Fuck, mm. it was in it was in Los Angeles. I should have gone. Um, there will never be a concert for near again. There will never be a concert ever again. I'm fine with this. <laughs> um, so am I. I Fuck well, concerts. I've been to two, and I had fun at both. I, but... Yeah, I saw my favorite band, who's from Sweden, uh, come in a few times. That was fun. I wish that I had gotten to see Thrice play Artist in the Ambulance oh. before I realized that I did not lo- like. <laughs> I only learned I like concerts a year ago, so. Oh man, yeah. Um, oh, God, you just brought me back to middle school. Hell yeah! Whew. I I still remember the first uh, the first experience I had with with uh, Thrice was getting driven home from the. Uh, the land cafe uh by somebody because i wasn't old enough but one of my my friends like older brother had uh his license and i can't remember which song it was that was playing but that was my first experience with the race all have some typical technical difficulties i'm gonna find the name of that song after this I think I lost you, Davey. We're experiencing technical difficulties. Anyway, yeah, it took me 20 minutes to get my mic to reconnect. Oh, fuck, we need break music. Okay, so before we were rudely interrupted, I was going to find the name of a thrice song. Uh, Well, I liked Artists in the Ambulance. Um, oh my god, what was the name of that song? I can't even remember the name of the album. Uh, holy shit. I like four or five songs on the Al- Artist in the Ambulance album. It was, it was on the Illusion album. of Safety. Huh? Hold on. Oh, it was Deadbolt! Oh, I know Deadbolt. Yeah, Deadbolt. Deadbolt by Thrice. It's a song. That was, yeah, that was uh, Driving Home from the Land Cafe. 
was the first time I heard that song, and I was just like, what is this? And I found it out later, because you couldn't just Google things back then. Yeah. Um, so I had to, like, ask around, and people gave me CDs, and uh, I, we probably had MP3 players, so I had to probably used Kazaa or LimeWire to download MP3s of Thrice. God, LimeWire. Like, 50% of them were probably viruses. Someone should... But like like make a like an actual legit store for content, but just you search for things like you search for them like you search for them on LimeWire back in the day. <laughs> like I no, <laughs> I, I mean I, I just want to relive because oh, okay. I, I like, found a bunch of music. Show I, I, don't, um... I don't remember the song, um, but there was like a song that I I was just googling Lincoln Park music, and and there was a song that showed up and it, it like the the file name was whatever the song is called by Linkin Park and it's not a Linkin Park song. Um like like it's from a completely different band, but it sounded similarly enough that it became like I need to figure out what the song is called. <laughs> but like more than one person that I've met was like, "Oh yeah, no that Linkin Park song is really good." And was like, "That's not Linkin Park." That's there was by... a, um I can't remember the name of the band, but there was a band that was just like so spot on with being Lincoln Park, and I can't remember the name of that band. So then maybe that one? Maybe. Um... Man, I'm, I'm looking back on it, and Thrice was the fucking band that got me into, like, rock and metal and hardcore and all that stuff. I like... I, I, I like, uh... Um... Stare at the sun, the song, and there are some. Oh yeah, ones. stare at the sun's. Uh, it's, it's, good. It, it's, it's all about finding your own way and the, the shit, and stare at the sun until I understand or go blind. It's like, oh, f- oh, that that's an image in my head that I can understand. That's something I always really enjoyed about, um, like metal and rock and hardcore and uh, thrash metal, like all this, all those crazy. It's yeah, something I always enjoyed about that that type of music, like that 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 like wide genre, is uh, they always have really interesting. I don't know. I connect to the music better because it has good messages and it's about acceptance and being who you are and it's not about having money and fucking bitches. I can buy into that as someone without money or bitches. Yeah, I guess maybe that's what it is. I don't have money or bitches. <laughs> So I can't, oh. I can't relate, but I can relate to having feelings, <laughs> which is funny. I, I have, I have a question. Okay. So you know how on my on my Twitch, I can people can commission bad fan fiction from either of us. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. So our buddy Elder commissioned a thing where Sam Porter Bridges plays a bad JRPG. <laughs> Wait, wait, is he, like, playing a video game, or is he in a bad JRPG? He's, like, playing a bad RPG. Okay. So, like, I'm imagining that it's, like, Higgs, like, handed him, like, wore playing clothes and handed him a disc and just distracted him with a bad JRPG so he could go do crime. Um, Kind of like how he distracts you with the bullshit pizza missions in that game. Mm. Um. If I call it Kingdom of Hearts, is that too on the nose? <laughs> no, um what could you do? Uh you could you can you could it, it land of soul or like um 
Like, um, I'm trying to think of another word for kingdom. Um, I'm trying to think of another word for heart. Like, uh, we'll just do find a synonym for kingdom, and then instead of heart, make it like soul. Serfdom of soul, something I don't. Whatever. <laughs> Kingdoms of heart. You could go on the nose if you really wanted to. So anyway, basically, you're gonna have Sam Porter Bridges play Kingdom Hearts. Like, like just you saying, like I can relate to having feelings. It was like that was a fucking Kingdom ass Hearts line, right there. Yeah, it really. Is. Like that's something Sora said to the Beast at some point. Like the Beast was oh, like, everyone's it. coming to attack me. It's like I can relate to having feelings. <laughs> feelings are normal. Shut up, Jaylee Hole Osman. You're 40 years old. <laughs> I know you weren't when they casted you, and it's not your fault. <laughs> But oh my god! I never thought about that. Um, they should oh. probably release all of the recording footage of him recording Sora's cheesy ass nonsense. Oh god, please no! I can't, I can't take Kingdom Hearts anymore, man. I, I, I think that's kind of where people are in general at this point. I, yeah. I don't know. They announced that rhythm game a while ago. Cool, I guess. Uh, give it to Yokotaro. People, Let Yokotaro make the next Kingdom Hearts. I people I I won't name names, but he knows who he is. People that I know insist that Kingdom Hearts has a sensical storyline and that it's good. It doesn't. I mean, I'm sure that you can put the pieces together, but it's people I don't think tried. that it's nonsensical as much as it's just fucking annoying. Yeah, uh, yeah, I guess that's probably a better way of putting it. And uh, uh not for me it was for me when i was 11 yeah i really enjoyed the first one and then i was like good it, it it's oh it had a conclusion it was very good i enjoyed it very happy with what i played and they're like we're making a second one also there's gonna be like eight spinoffs that are all on different consoles that you have to buy yeah, no, even growing up, even the most Kingdom Hearts I was ever going to be, like, like even the most into this shit, I didn't fucking know I had to play the Game Boy one. Yeah. Like, what do you mean Chain of Memories is between 1 and 2? Like, I started playing 2 and I was like, why is Sora in this fucking hyperbolic time chamber? Yeah, like, I was so What the fuck? That was one of the biggest reasons why I disliked 2, is because I had no idea what the fuck was going on. I was like, why is there a fucking wizard? Why Why? Why is there a town? Why, why is Sora dead? I like the skateboarding. Yeah, sure. But that was me. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you end podcasts? Uh, well, you ended on a low note, and we talk about Marvel, Ultimate, fuck it, whatever, uh, Mar Marvel's Avengers. Marvel Avengers, it's just called Marvel Avengers. Marvel just... Avengers. I, go, <laughs> go with God, fuck, oh my goodness, fuck this thing. I think it would be funny if you just cut the podcast right there. <laughs> um... I mean, we talked briefly about it last week with the Spider-Man. Yes, fucking Spider-Man. Because Sony, for whatever, like, no matter any amount of good that Sony does, for whatever reason, the second anyone brings up Spider-Man, they're like, exclusive. And it's like, yeah, but he, like, belongs in this game, so, like, can we, like, pay you some money? It's like, nope. It's only on PlayStation. Only Sony. It's like, but Why? 
we want to give you money. And they're like, nope. It's like, all right, I guess, I guess Spider-Man is just like brand loyal to, to Sony. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to advertising Verizon because I do actually like Verizon, but now, now I can advertise for them in game by wearing <laughs> Verizon skins. And Why? the $60 game that I have to buy. And then pay for skins. And, and, and they're they're not using any of the likenesses from the movies, right? So, uh, I doubt it, because I probably didn't want to pay them money. And it's a game as a service. I, I, I don't know. Is it is it a sixty dollar buy in? Yeah, that it definitely is that. I know that. And then it's gonna be a game as a service, but like. Like, I get, I, mean, I understand having to keep servers running, but, like, do you really need to do a crossover with fucking Trick Serial? Like, yeah, we're gonna put Captain America in Trick's bunny costume. You could $10. I don't. <laughs> I, I can't imagine a project that I care less about. Yeah, I uh, I feel bad for the people that played because the uh, the original back in the day, I can't remember what console it was on, was really really popular, and people loved it. And now they're like, we're making another one of those because Marvel's really popular and the Avengers are popular, and everyone's like, oh my god, I loved that game as a kid, and then this shit just plops out onto the floor and it's just a steaming pile of dog shit in the middle of the floor and it's like steaming and there's a fly flying around it and, and like imagine that you're the, the folks that fucking made Tomb Raider relevant again and and made three really well received well I guess they only made two of them but two really well received Tomb Raider reboot games oh yeah and, oh is that the people that are making it holy shit yeah Crystal Dynamics and and then and then you, you get to make a, a insane I'm certain they were very excited to make it until I guess Marvel probably came in and was like hey here's all this extra stuff and they're like oh because I can only imagine Disney was the one that decided to make it a game as a service. I hope it's something. I hope it's fun for someone. I. Uh, we were doing really good. Positive notes in the industry. No microtransactions and Crash Bandicoot. All these skins are unlockable in-game. And then marvel has to come out and be like fucking verizon wireless paid for skins dude advertise troy baker's in it troy baker's in everything i like troy baker same he plays bruce banner but not hulk huh. that's another guy Interesting. because they sound different that's true they do the one of them's big and green. The other's not. That's what I've heard. Do you remember seeing the, like, timeline that Disney put out for the second phase of Marvel movies? 
I remember not knowing any of the fucking names except for Thor. And it was just a giant flowchart of a thousand movies that are going to come out in the next, like, two years. I mean, I... I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, the, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe or whatever doesn't bug me. I have enough fun with... One, like, until recently, like I guess this year it's gonna have to slow down. But like I, I had fun with the one or two movies I'd watch a year out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they were always th- good. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I just I don't care enough. I don't know. Like Disney as a company has just been like full steam into fucking production, make as much money as possible mode. Yeah, it's just a crazy big albatross of yeah every uh, once in a while they release a project that's like full of love and you can tell like the people that made it was were genuinely interested in making it they create a piece of art and then you turn around and they release marvel's avengers steaming dog pile of poop i like thor 3 uh ragnarok yeah that was good i I like taika waititi yeah he seems like a cool guy i would i don't drink beer but if i did i'd have a beer with him yeah um this this probably an end to the podcast in here somewhere <laughs> i hope um <laughs> i'm gonna google yoko taro quotes because i, I oh, haven't been right. doing the yoko that's how taro you end the podcast because we, we should just end on yoko yoko taro quotes well, we used to do that in between, like That's for true. the first part when we were doing. Now the, we can just when we end were doing on deep dives every week. Um. Uh, just get a list. Yoko, of- all right. Here's yeah, I, I do. Here, here's an appropriate one. All right. Here's a quote. I don't remember the context for this one. I probably should. Near Automata, which released in 2017, became a hit, and I got plenty of work because of its aftermath. But that won't last forever. Therefore, I believe my downfall will start around 2019. And since it would be lonely to die alone, I'm going to try taking down as many people with me. Boy. I love him. Did Yoko Taro did COVID. Yoko Taro, no, Kojima did COVID um, with Death Stranding, but Yoko Taro was the response to COVID. Wait, are you saying that the release of Death Stranding caused the COVID nineteen virus? I'm saying not so. Or did, okay, did when you when co- you get to JoJo Part Three, oh. <laughs> you'll 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 meet the stand Oingo Boingo, uh. and, and and you'll see that that basically. <laughs> Death Stranding was just... It's not Kojima's fault, but he... I wish we had outro music. Because then you could just cut on the... When you get to JoJo Part 3, and then just be... uh, And then just sting with the closing music. Have you listened to the end of the podcast? The Name Pending Podcast, and or ABCD Podcast, and or whatever the hell we decided to call this, is brought to you by three nerds with nothing better to do on a Tuesday. You can find the other half of this episode wherever we uploaded this one. You can also find more of Brian at www.twitch.tv slash madlarkin6, that's M-A-D-L-A-R-K-I-N-6, and more of Davey at www.twitch.tv slash factory underscore Davey. Chris doesn't do any of this. Yet. Links to all of those in the description of this episode. Finally, credit for the song you're listening to, Name of BitQuest, goes to Incompetech and Kevin McLeod. 
licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. You can find this track and much more at Incompetech.com, that's I-N-C-O-M-P-E-T-E-C-H.com, and a link to the reference license can be found in the description. Thanks for listening!